0: Last time on our journey, during the battle with the Fire Lord Gao, a strange purple portal appeared and pulled the intimidating being into it. The portal still stood. Sensing the portal was meant for them as well, along with some vocal encouragement from the other side, our four brave adventurers delved into the elemental plane of fire. A short time later, the group was face to face with the Lord of Shadow, Veyron himself. While similar, to accounts of his appearance, Veyron looked weak and almost frail for a god. He began to account his experiences that led up to this moment. How he was banished by Loth after the Sundering, how he developed his grand scheme, and how he planned on dealing with the Loth in the future. He divulged the cause of the Sundering. Loth used a grand artifact known as the Realm Breaker, consisting of three immensely powerful orbs of power, a housing unit, and a trigger mechanism. After it was activated, most of Veyron's followers were eliminated. Drow followers died where they stood, and stone giants were buried alive in their subterranean cities. The Realm Breaker also caused collateral damage to a handful of places in the un- under- Underdark as well. The Realm Breaker burst into pieces after the powerful spell was enacted, scattering the pieces into parts unknown. The loss of so many followers left Veyron vulnerable to banishment from Lolth. The Queen of Spiders had regained one such stone with her agent when her agent was set free from the imprisonment from a demigod known as Aramikos months earlier. Another stone was captured by the Redeemed, its power signature hidden away in a sealed container, a molded shell of Umbral Loris, a gift from Sehenine Moonbow. The kobold Kax was told by Veyron that he held the trigger mechanism. Naturally, all this information was taken skeptically by Nyx. His god stood before him, could this be another one of Lawl's deceptions? To give him hope of revenge, only to take it away suddenly at a point of respite? To help aid Nyx in trusting him, Veyron reached into Nyx's subconscious, and really the very first commune between himself and Nyx, word to word. Veyron also revealed that to Nix that Rylan, his mentor and trainer as a child, was in fact his biological mother. Flooded with doubt, anguish, and memories, Nyx retracted into himself, and became distant with the reality in front of him. Veyron divulged that he had a plan to be free from the Plane of Fire. Their new destination, the fabled City of Brass, somewhere within the smoldering plains far from our party's current location. Veyron had almost lost all of his power. The remaining sparks of his power remaining was used to shield the party from the uninhabitable heat and flame natural to the Plane of Fire. The god asked if they would be willing to allow him to borrow some of their power as his frail form, lacking a direct approach to his followers as well as magical artifacts to bolster himself, was vulnerable in this state. Gifting the god some of their essence, the party ventured outside the cave they discovered Veyron in. Outside, a massive fire snake was resting its head on the island. Veyron introduced Attila and said the giant fire snake would be their transportation across the ocean of lava the first step in their journey. After fighting off a crew of pirates looking to kill Attila, they reached the end of the lava ocean and entered into the smoldering plains. A few days stood between them and the city of Brass, one day behind them after being invited to stay inside the hut of an Afridi native named Renji. After their rest, the party found themselves alone inside the hut and they made their exit. Traveling across the brutal landscape, they heard the faint chirping from behind them as they turned around, a large amount of the same crickets they ate with Renji now jump excitedly toward them. And with that, I will shift our roll 20 over to this, to give you a good view of what's going on. Um, As you guys are able to see a couple seconds later, it looks to be some sort of like cave mouth head is where these crickets were residing, and now they're pouring out and jumping and chirping towards you. Um, And I guess there ain't nothing left to do except to roll some initiatives. Alright, so I guess we'll just go down the order that I kind of threw you guys in for uh, a turn order thingamajig. So, Key?
1: Uh, I got a 16.
0: Nyx?
2: I believe I've wasted my only natural 20 of the night for
3: a 23. Uh, Thrim. So, I got a 6. Okay. Uh,
4: Cax? Cax will not be going first with a 13.
0: And our boy Veyron rolled an 11. I think this is
4: the first time that Cax hasn't gone first in initiative. Pretty much, I think you're right like, on that. First and first out of the party, I should say.
0: Hold on, what are we? What are we all drinking tonight? That's very important.
4: I've got myself a original Monster energy drink. Hey,
0: got of VA Energy
2: Monster tea and
0: lemonade. I feel like oh, that's the- uh, become a. Uh, tradition oh for us to share what we're all drinking for the night. Might as it's, well. It sounds we'll honestly... Sponsor. It honestly sounds like
4: monsters should sponsor us.
0: That would be amazing.
4: So let's take a moment to thank our sponsor <laughs> and see, your your brand could be right here.
1: If you ever wanted enough energy to snap skateboards at a park, drink monster energy.
4: Well, now I gotta cut that. <laughs> I'm leaving that shit in. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, it, it was nice. It was
0: nice potentially having you for
4: uh, a
0: sponsor, monster. All right. Birdie. So, as the I don't know why I did that. I just clicked on a random thing. Sorts all over the place tonight, boys. Yeah. Um, at the so you guys are situated where you'd like to be. I should adjust. uh i am probably scooch over with Cax a little bit. Wow. Okay, Cax. I see how it is. I was,
4: I was moving within the zone. <laughs> I didn't know that I had a friend.
0: <laughs> um. So as the as the first wave, um, seems to be upon you. Uh, just the ones in front. I'm not. I'm not saying all of those over there is the first wave. Um, Nick, you were the one of the first to notice, and. That would mean you are up first.
2: Alrighty then. Let's see, I've got a swarm of red crickets filing out of that. Delicacies. Uh, given our last experience with these things, Nick's stomach is probably churning.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, and just so you gentlemen are aware, the, the lava spots so remember, thirty feet away from Veyron. If anything more, you'll start taking fire damage. Um, the the lava spots on the ground will take fire damage, and if you happen to go near those rocks, it would be considered difficult terrain. And the uh, large rocks, rocks the, the, yeah. the large rocks go up about eight feet or so from okay. all angles for cover. In case you guys want to take advantage of that. So
2: if I move
0: like this. I knew you were going to go for that angle. Yeah, you know I'm going to go for this I, angle. I knew you'd go.
2: Do I have to make, like, an athletics roll or anything to climb this rock, or is it just, like, an extra... For,
0: for that high... Yeah, to, to go up on that rock, I'd say, with with your skill level, yes. Okay. Uh, shit. Uh, athletics, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, okay, I can't make it up the rock. I got a six.
0: Oh! So I'd say, yeah, you try to use like, so you lose like five feet of movement trying to go up that, and then you go about five feet and you just slip right back down on there. All right, so there. Um, which direction did you go, or uh, like through Veyron through that spot I right walked, there?
2: Yeah, well, I walked between Veyron and Key. Okay, so up. I,
0: I would say you probably screwed it right there then. So I probably fell back there,
2: which yeah. is fine because if I'm not mistaken.
0: What's your what's your line on that?
2: If I do this line here, I can get all four. You can of get.
0: Them. Oh yeah. Presumably. Zooming in. Yeah, it hits all their hexes. Yes, yeah,
2: it hits all their hexes. So I hit all 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 four of those fuckers. I like. And, that. Yeah. I'm just throwing a lightning bolt at them. Sure. Because I'm not dealing with this. So <laughs> deck save 15.
0: Deck save 15. Let's. Rockin' and rolling. First one fails, second one fails, third one fails, fourth one fails. <laughs> they were all single digit, and they were all single digit rolls. Alright.
4: Roasted crickets back on the menu, boys. Indeed.
2: For 28 points of lightning
0: damage. 28 points. That is beastly. All right. Uh, And you know what? That that will end my turn. I'm gonna leave it there. Sure. I love that. I tried to like spread him out when I originally made this, but I'm like, yeah, Robin's gonna try some shenanigans if he happens to go first. And that worked really good. Yeah. So the, the, the crackle comes right out and it zips right across the battlefield and just like chain lightning, it seems to just reach over just a little bit from its trajectory to zap every one of the four crickets in that diagonal line to the southwest. And uh, you see them all, like... Huh?
2: If I'd gotten up that rock, I could've hit all... I could've hit six of them.
0: Oh, yeah. And they got looks like they uh, jolted a bit, and they look pretty shitty. Alright, so let's see if I'm not gonna mess with this here. So that happened. 30. These guys don't have anything, so I'll do the same thing for that thing. I mean, that's as far as he's getting. Whoa, I almost flipped it. These are all stupid. Do... Alright, so I guess we'll start. Um, three are going to go for Thrym. Uh, one's going to go for Veyron, and one's going to go for Unix. Veyron's
2: the Veyron's not targeted.
0: I'm yeah. sorry, Key. I, d- I literally just saw Veyron above <laughs> the uh, the bars I have above them. I'm like, oh, that's got to be Veyron. Uh, yeah, so for Key. Uh, all right, so just a
1: heads up, the one going for Nyx has disadvantage. Why? Uh, so I have the protection uh trait, so that means anyone within five feet of me, I can use my reaction to impose disadvantage on an attack.
0: Oh, okay, so you have to like activate that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say it now, so...
0: Sure, yeah, no, that's that's good reminding. Sure. A, lot of, a lot of your random stuff I'm going to need reminders of, and I'm sure everyone uh, yeah. watching and listening, you're going to need to pay attention to that, too. Um, so... How did I want to do this? Um, Thrim, the first two... Uh, the the one you're left is suddenly going to move its legs... And it tries to do this insanely loud, echoing chirp. So I need you to make uh, a DC Constitution saving throw.
3: Um, I got a dirty 20.
0: Dirty 20, okay. You pass that. Um, the second one uh, does the exact same thing.
3: Uh, 22.
0: 22, and the third one is going to just uh, kick you with its creepy little legs. 19.
3: Yeah, that's it. Okay.
0: And that's uh, five points of bludgeoning damage.
3: Okay.
0: Okay, that's those, those, those. Um, uh, Key and Nix, you are within ten feet. I'm sorry. With that... No, no, he kicked. Sorry. i got to manage all this weird shit. Oh, uh, you I'm know what? You're for creating a swarm. That's right. All right. All right. I need uh, everyone but Cax to make a... Constitution saving throw. The range on this Chirp is 10 feet. Or, yeah, 10 yards, 10 feet. And uh, bayron th- Sorry? 26 for next. Okay. Uh, how's a nat 1 do? Uh, it does not do good. Is that adding for a saving throw for you, or it has to be a different type of saving
1: throw? Uh, different type of saving throw. Okay. I don't have Constitution.
0: Okay. Well Oh, what, what's the one that you have? The aura?
1: oh oh the aura protection yeah uh any type of saving throw everyone gets plus four so as long as they're within 10 feet of you yep yep thanks for the reminder on that
0: yeah that uh did not help veyron right so that's 30 for nyx okay so veyron save a little
1: for the rest of us god (laughs) damn
0: right
2: oh wait no i'm reading the wrong save hold on Twenty-seven for next.
0: Okay. As if it matters. So you guys are deafened. Well, Veyron and Key, uh, can't hear and automatically fails any ability check that requires hearing. Right. And that Uh, they'll do it with uh, my my cricket buddies. The rest of them aren't attacking this turn. Key, you're up.
1: Mm. Today I will swing my hammer. I'm gonna. The one in front of Nix and I. Uh, do you know the. Or. Like. This so, one? This one here. Yep. I'm going to cast Vow of Enmity. And then I'll swing. A 26 to hit.
0: 26 hits.
1: <laughs> These are crickets. They can't have too much health. Or. Those ones are juiced up. Not yeah, really. They're, uh, they're painted red. <laughs> 11, 11 damage.
0: Eleven damage. That's yeah, the variant. You know, all the other ones are just regular. So they got to be, they got to be a spicy one. Cool. Eleven damage. With that first attack.
1: It's still breathing. It's still breathing. Ah, not if I can help it. Swing again. Uh, ten, hit
0: pen does not hit, unfortunately.
1: Some, some days you roll a two and a one. Some
0: days you just roll for poopies. Oh,
1: Alright, and you're staying,
0: staying right there?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll stay right here. Cool.
0: Cax! Uh,
4: seeing his teammates starting to get surrounded, or not teammates, excuse me, um, party members and friends starting to get surrounded, he's going to your cax is gonna back up as to not get surrounded. <laughs> you know, playing it, playing it safe. Um, and we're going to fire. This is the one just southwest of Key. Was one of the ones that Nix had hit, right? Ah, uh, yep. Both of those ones that you pinged have been hit by Nix. Perfect. So these two right here. And yep Yep. Nailed it. Uh, so I'm gonna fire <laughs> an arrow that's to the one that's uh southeast of Thrim first because he's more surrounded. And
0: then it's a 17. 17 is a good hit.
4: Excellent. And that will be... Oh, sorry, it's been a minute. It will be six points of piercing damage. Alright, that one
0: is eliminated. Alright. And then no, we'll the do... other one. Next yeah, the, the other room. one. Oh, my bad. I mean, you're probably going to hit that one anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go
4: for it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for that one and kill it real quick, sure. if you don't mind. So
0: Absolutely. The 19? 19 hits the AC. Sorry, I'm sorry, just hits, sorry. That's <laughs> these stupid little crickets, because they're considered, uh, small. They're not considered, like, medium creatures here.
2: Yeah, but small is still about the size of a
0: dog. Yeah. Cax
4: is considered small.
2: Yeah, these are three foot tall crickets.
4: Yep. Yeah. This is a three foot tall, bar- barely sentient baby alligator. Is how <laughs> I describe Cax. <laughs> <laughs> barely sentient. <laughs> yeah. Like, so
0: that's five points of piercing damage to the one. Excellent. Uh, Southwest. All right. Both both of your shots are just expertly planted, all in the right spot. So both of them just crumple. And then Cax is gonna move another five feet away. <laughs> sure <laughs> and that'll end my turn awesome uh, Veyron not shying from actually he can just move right through right he's gonna just squeak between you Key, and literally one week actually we haven't played for two weeks so my brain sorry no no worries no no, no.
1: <laughs> something wrong with your Brian?
0: My, my Brian... Okay, just double-checking. I know I know. sneak attack was weird, but since there's two allies, he just needs one for the sneak attack damage. Um, so he just chooses to do the stabby stab. Uh, first attack was... 14, which hits. I'm just legit going to use a fucking d20 roller, because it's going to be fucking easier. The sneak attack damage is fucking insane. Alright, for 15 points of damage on the first attack. Get there, And the second dagger attack... Nope, it is a natural one. So he goes to try to, like, stab it again, and then the cricket, like, hops up in the air to try to avoid it and actually manages to avoid that dagger attack. Um, yeah, he going to stay there. We'll move it on over to Thrim.
3: Alrighty. From where I'm standing, would a 15-foot cone hit everything in front of me?
0: Uh, Depending on what direction you use it in. So if you were to do...
3: How would that work with X's here? That's what I'm trying to figure out. (sighs) Because...
0: So I think if you did... You'd have to choose directions. So if you did in this direction, it'd be one, one, two, be like that. Okay. Or it would be one, one, two, one, two, three. It'd be like that. All right. So I don't, yeah, because you'd have to choose an origin spot for it. So that'll change the direction of your cone. So I think you'd be able to hit
3: three of the four?
0: Uh, depending on what you used. You got the one, if you did it to the left, you'd hit uh, two of them. If you hit down below, you'd hit one,
3: according to the
0: Okay, gotcha.
3: In that case, I'm not gonna do that. And I'm just gonna pull green flame blade out and swing it at the one right right there there. That did not ring at all. <laughs> so the one... So to your west or southwest? This ought to that one. Okay. Uh, that's a 12 to hit. A 12 meets the AC. Alright. He takes this. So he takes 9 points of bludgeoning damage, Okay-do. 8 points of fire damage, and then the guy behind him takes 1 point of fire damage.
0: Alright, that one succumbs to its injuries, and this one is hanging
3: on by a thread. And then the other one within 5 feet of me, I'm just going to swing at. Sure thing. Act Uh, 18. That's good. Uh, 14 points of damage. Oh,
0: cool. Alright. You staying right where you are? Yeah. Cool. Uh, top of the order, Nyx. Alright.
2: <clears throat> uh, about how tall are these boulders?
0: It would be, um, to, to get up on top, It would it, I would consider that uh, five foot feet of movement speed.
2: Uh, I'm considering line of sight. Can I see the cricket oh. on the other side of you, the
0: boulder? You, uh, would not be able to see the cricket on the other side. They are about eight feet tall.
2: Alright, I'm going to reach out and use Shocking Grasp on the Cricket right in front of me. Sure. Uh, For a 16 to hit. That is. Uh, We haven't used this in so long, I actually have to look up its stats. (laughs) That's 2d8 because of our wonderful levels
0: Hey. for
2: 8 points of lightning damage.
0: And yet again, the one that you know, you had already electrocuted, uh, shudders some more, and then just kind of, like, drops down and stops moving. Okay. gone made them all quispy.
2: So I will move <clears throat> uh, ten feet forward, and now I can see the cricket behind there. Yes, sir. And I will burn two sorcery points to cast chaos bolts at it at first level as a bonus action. Convenient. Another 16 to hit. Ooh. Indeed. 6 to 11 4 is 15 Why not? 15 points of thunder damage. Cool.
0: That's, I'm sorry, which one was that?
2: The one that was hiding behind the rock that I can now see. The walk boy. Cool. Yes.
0: Excellente. And that will
2: complete my turn.
0: Cool. Okay. Just for transparency, moving over to you, Cax. This one's gonna move over here. 5, 10, 25, 30. Okay. Um, I'll just do top to bottom, so Cax, Um. This cricket is uh, chirping very loudly at you, so I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. I saw you over there, Key. Get out of here. That was me. Uh, uh that's a 16. <laughs> yeah, I was checking six. to see if I get a plus four. A 16, you are safe. Okay. This puppy boy right here, your uh, northwest Thrim is going to do the chirp as well. So constitution saving throw. Uh,
3: I do get the plus four, right? Yes, you do. Yep. Wasn't that ten? So I thought.
0: How crazy is that ability, man?
3: Well, I well, I rolled a natural one. Oh! But with everything added, that's a ten.
0: That's a ten. <laughs> that's pretty good. Unfortunately, you are deafened. Damn it. That's pretty freaking good for a natural one, though. <laughs> um. The one to your west is going to attack you for 19 plus its thing for 23 and that is uh six points of bludgeoning damage as the the he turns around quickly and just kind of like horse kicks you in the gut or tries to kick you in the gut um it's probably your leggies um, the one to your southwest is going to attack, but that is only a 7. So he'll no hit you. Um, the one to your t- southeast for 20? Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, that's uh, 5 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, the one uh, nicks you were being pincered attacked by both of them, but one is going to be t- the one to your left is chirping so i need you to make a constitution saving throw
5: oh
2: natural 19
0: hey and the other one is going to attack with advantage cuz it is insured uh, oh. a, a four and a 3 if you can believe that shit so <laughs> <laughs> all right and with that okay cool um excellent bring it over to key
1: Oh, boy.
5: Oh, baby!
1: Use my bonus action to use the Vow of Enmity on the one in between uh, Thurman Veyron. Mm-hmm. A 15 will hit, right? 15 will hit. Oh, boy. And I am actually going to use Divine Smite for this one. So that's 13... Or 12 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And... 8 radiant. So, 20 points in total. You.
5: Okay.
1: And for my second swing... Uh... 20-something... And do you also get
0: your second attack with that? Or Divine Smite takes... Uh,
1: it? I-, I can... I can... Uh, so the Divine Smite is just basically like casting a spell. So I can use it on this attack. And if I wanted to, I could use it on the next one, but I'm just going to use a normal. Uh...
0: Is my mic that's funky, or are we not hearing him? There may be something wrong so... oh,
1: here. Oh, it's mine. I'm Hold on a sec.
0: It's being fucking
1: weird. I was going to say, damn, I just bought this thing.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Ethan, uh, what were you saying, my friend?
1: Uh, So I have two attacks, but the Divine Smite works as a spell slot, so I can use it on either attack. Okay. I-, I could use one and not the other, or... Mm-hmm you know, both or none, it's... I'm it's using like, yeah, it's like own. an
0: additive yeah. to your attack kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just have to say it before I sweat. And the second attack is normal. Okay. Uh, 12? 12 meets the AC. Yeah, I'm rolling kind of dog on these uh, advantages. For six more bludgeoning damage.
0: Excellent, this one is not looking hot
1: in the elemental plane of fire it's not looking hot it ain't looking hot kind of kind of sus but okay and uh, that's my turn excellent
0: uh cax at the at the top of your turn
1: to your north
0: and we'll just take it as as this as if you would know what north is in that direction um you start to hear some sort of like what you would consider like screaming and like uh, 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 yeah, uh, like coming from that direction but it's very faint so you look over uh, and no one else seems to be registering this and uh, it hasn't reached Nyx yet so just a heads up punch it well
4: that that throws a wrench in, in my movement <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna drop closer to the group and pull out my rapier and try to hit this cricket with my rapier uh, that is a natural 20 hey and I have to grab my d8 because I was not prepared for using, weapon. <laughs> using a melee weapon what the hell and I have to grab a both d8 so give me one second because i dropped one on the floor i lied i I tried to grab it without looking it was actually a d10 the d8 was still sitting on the shelf Ah. but i had to pick it up anyway otherwise i would have forgotten about it so that will be a 11 points of piercing damage okay that thing is kaput and then I'm just gonna drop the rapier on the ground, uh, move my bow back to my like dominant hand, sure, and turn and fire on the cricket northwest of Thrim. Okay, okay. Kind of works well with the hexes. So that's uh that's two five. So doubles means it means what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so actually, that turns into a fourteen to hit.
0: Pretty good. That's a hit. Sweet.
4: Um. Buh, buh, buh.
0: Pack tactics, man.
4: Th- oh, dude, pack tactics, so good. Uh, that's nine points of piercing damage to the one northwest of Thrim. Okie dokie. And that will be.
0: All Cax does this turn. Sure. Um. <laughs> moving on to Veyron. He's going to continue. Uh using his little 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 daggies. That's what happens when I have three separate windows for monster stats up on my screen. Uh 14 Okay, so he hits the one to the the west. And he has other I am gonna use my stupid thing for that. For twenty-four damage on the one to the west. He just sinks a dagger, like, flips it, and then just kind of stabs it right down into the head and kind of yanks it a little bit as that succumbs. And it's going to um, attack the one to the left of Nyx. that's a normal one. 24. And seven points of damage. Cool. And he is going to be uh, facing the one that he just attacked uh the rim you are up my friend
3: okay so I'm going to activate green flame blade and then I'm going to attack the one that Cax just hit and that's a 19 to hit that'll do oh wow That's 15 points of bludgeoning damage, 8 points of fire damage. And then to the guy right next to him, that's 7 points of fire damage. Holy shit, I rolled well on that.
0: What's the total on that first
3: one? Alright, so 16 to the guy I hit originally, and then 7 to the one right next to him. Excellent. Cool. And then I'm just gonna hit the guy I hit originally again. Sure. Uh, that's a natural 20. Uh, 15 points of damage to
0: him. Right. That one, just you just crack right down at the right spot, and it seems to go through the carapace and just crush right into it. And that one is out of the picture. All right. You moving or you staying right there?
3: Uh, I'm going to stay right there. Good
0: sure thing. All right. Nick's at the top of your turn. Uh, you 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 would kind of in in the hustle and bustle of it, you saw Cax kind of change his tactics, and right as you see him do that, you start to hear like this echoing scream that's coming from the direction that Cax is in. Um, there's a little bit of a crest essentially where like the battlefield tapers off, where it's like a little bit of a hill, but you get the impression like uh, something, multiple somethings is coming from the different pitches of like these like primal guttural screams.
2: Does it sound hostile?
0: Uh you would assume so? I'd say I'd say in your in your position, you'd you'd assume the type of screams would be uh some sort of evil dastardly thing coming to end your lives.
2: Wonderful. Alright. Uh that being said, I'm going to turn on the one next to the rock and cast shocking grasp on him again
0: for a 12 to hit. 12 meets the AC.
2: Okay then. (laughs) I'm throwing dice across my desk. For 11 points of lightning damage.
0: All right. He is barely standing at this point. Excuse me. And
2: having heard that, I'm gonna burn two sorcery points and cast mage armor as a bonus action.
0: Some good ideas. And that will be my turn. Major armor is best armor. Yes. All right, Nix. You were at the top of the order, and at this point in the initiative order that I have secretly rolled, uh, coming over the crest, uh, Ethan, you'll be you'll be proud of this one. We it looks like these like small, maybe dwarven-sized creatures, or I should say, gnome-sized creatures, are like running and screaming after you. And, oh, they're all messed up in this thing. Hold on, let me see if I can. Yo. Yeah. So, so that was five, 10. And that's as far, no. Nope. get back here. It, it messes up whenever you try to do like multiples. It like puts them out of the grid. All right, these guys have to stop right there because of the ground. And this guy gets another 10. Um, and they. Cax sees them coming over. Nix has an idea something's coming, whether or not Nix is paying attention over there or not. And the other three of our party is blissfully ignorant because they cannot hear the screams. And I need to do my little trick that I tend to forget. They just put this back into descending order, and. The crickets, though the remaining crickets, um, are actually pretty content where they are. Uh, so two for you, Grim, my boy. A natural one and a 21.
1: They have disadvantage, or one of them has disadvantage.
0: Uh,
1: because of my protection feet, easier than five feet, and I can... I assume I can see... Whichever Cricket's attacking.
0: Uh, yeah. So who would you, would you have hit it on? The left turn one or the Southwestern uh, one?
1: Southwestern.
0: Southwestern one? Okay, that's the one I usually go, uh, up, down or left to right for that. So the first one got its natural one. The second one got 17. And with disadvantage, I'm sorry, was it was a 21 and this one got a 19 throw
3: Still hits.
0: Still hits
1: rolling out of his mind.
0: And that is six points of bludgeoning damage as it kicks you in the shins. In the shinny-shin-shins. And... And Nyx, my boy, you are... You're in the pincher attack zone tonight. 21 on the one on the left. That'll hit. Okay. Second one is only a 15. 15 does not hit. They were both with advantage because of the Pinter attack. And that is three points of bludgeoning damage from the one on the left.
2: Okay. And I am going to turn to him, point my finger at him, and cast Hellish Rebuke with the Ring of Vindictive, Vindictive Tendencies. Whoa! So he needs to make a deck save DC 15.
0: Sure. Uh, 13. He fails that.
2: He takes 2d10 fire damage for 12 points of fire damage.
0: Excellent. This thing ain't looking so hot either.
1: He just took fire damage.
0: Took fire. Oh, he took fire damage, did he?
1: Not looking too cold.
0: That changes things.
2: That's what I was afraid of, but it's not uh-huh. the first time he's taken fire damage because of Thrim's Green Flame Blade.
0: Uh huh. So yeah, as, as you do that, uh, my apologies with with Thrim. I I had accounted for that, but it uh I neglected to say that.
3: Uh, I I kind of figured that's why I <laughs> announced fire damage. No, worries. No I don't worries. usually fight fire damage things.
0: Yeah, it's one of the one of the. Strangely, few things like we're starting to come into damage immunity. So, that was my bad too for not communicating that when you did. Well, actually, is that fire damage?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me look.
0: Yeah, because sometimes they can be. Since it's a magic attack, it yeah, could it's be...
3: fire damage.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, that was my bad for not communicating that the, the fire damage uh, seemed to have not done anything. So, you go to do that, Nyx. Next... And you see, like, the carapace kind of, like, get a little red, like, redder than red. It almost starts to look a little brighter. And then it just fades back down. And it doesn't look like it affected the cricket at all. Which is oh, fine
2: because Nyx has been kind of facing the opposite direction through him the whole time. So he wouldn't have seen his green flame blade
3: not take effect anyway. Mm-hmm. So That's I would have point. never
2: noticed that. Okay.
3: See, yeah, it all would have been nice. I was guessing resistant. Yeah,
2: well, that's why I've been avoiding the ring this whole time we've been on this plane, but mm-hmm. he didn't say anything, so I was like, you know what, I'll give yeah. it a shot. But in canon, it works because Nyx wasn't. Mm-hmm. Nyx isn't exactly in his right mindset
0: anyway, so why not? Alright, sorry about that, boys. um That's cricket, 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 cricket. And brings it over to Key.
1: Alright. I'm gonna step up to the plate and swing at the one Uh, Vow of Enmity is the bonus action and I'm going to swing at the one next to Vayrun and Nyx Uh, One is a 16 and I rolled the other one off my desk like a a dumbass Oh holy shit it's all the way
2: That's three
1: of us so far that have just thrown dice
0: My turn next boys
1: well, I got a 16 to hit, so I ain't gonna count that other dice because I accidentally touched it and I couldn't see what I got.
2: Do it, John. Just whip it. Send it through a window.
1: Uh, for 11 bludgeoning damage. Ready. Cool. And it's still standing.
0: It is still standing. A nah, shaky, a- though.
1: Not if I can help it, I'll swing again. Nat 20.
0: Hey. Hey
1: baby.
4: Hey baby, Nat
0: 20.
1: Hey run bet. Oh, double ones fuck me. Um so that would be 7 bludgeoning damage. Sure. That's embarrassing.
0: That is that's rough. This thing uh looks on its last cricket legs, oh, but it is still alive. Goodness god damn it because that's super low roll buddy
1: <laughs> don't talk about it cut that from
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right you're staying right where you are now yeah cool cax uh you are in full view of this miniature horde of tiny fire humanoids that are screaming their heads off running towards you
4: uh cax is gonna look over his shoulder like at the rest of the party and see that no one's paying attention uh, to the tiny gremlins that are flaming. <laughs> and, uh, uh, uh guys? <laughs> and drop five feet back, ten feet back, and bump into the rock. And feeling the rock behind him, he's going to try to scramble up the rock. Sure, so
0: do me a little athletics or acrobatics whichever i suppose you choose since you are i, I would proficient. like acrobatics <laughs> sure yeah you're more proficient with dexterity stuff so i'd say it would make sense for you to try to like pop up a good chunk of it so it's like eight feet but i would consider that like five feet of movement like to okay. like pull yourself up or to do a
4: cool move um in cax's panic and the fact that he approached it backwards he is not gonna make it up the rock because he rolled a natural one oh okay <laughs> <laughs> the panic has set in and he's gonna let an arrow fly um, I guess at the only flaming target that is threatening him right now so we're actually gonna use one of the it's the steel arrows or the steel quiver of the forge or That is a 19. Excuse me, not a 19, a 15 to hit. A 15 meets the AC. Alright. That'll be 2d6. So that is 11 points of piercing. Cool. And then...
0: Fucking music, guys. I
4: think that he can hit any of the crickets. So he's gonna let loose another another uh, enchanted arrow.
0: Sure. Same one.
4: The exact same one and that and one's well, and I I'm am
0: assuming missed. it's that one, right? Yeah, that one's okay. gonna miss. That was an eleven. Okay.
4: And Cax is kinda terrified and pushed up against a rock.
0: And that'll end his turn. Sure. Uh they run. Still just going after the one to the left of Nyx. Beats the AC. And that's the one with the sneak attack. 700 dice, practically. Uh, yet again, comes down, just digs right into the carapace, and, like, you can see Nyx him, uh, like, wiggle the blade around a little bit to kind of, like, cut right into the organs, and that cricket stops moving. Um that he circles around and tries to attack a Zat bun. Oh no, that's not with that
3: width advantage. Zat hits.
0: Nine. Okay. And deals a good chunk of damage to the one uh next to our good paladin. I say okay, so far he wasn't paying attention to the uh he's got some big big Brutes in front of him, so he hasn't quite seen the uh, creatures behind. the you're up.
3: Okay. So it, it took a few hits for him to realize that the fire was doing absolutely no damage. <laughs> so he's gonna activate Thunder's lightning, okay. and he's gonna go for the one, uh, the one that's not in front of Bayron and Key, the one. To your your left? Yeah. Yes. And he's going to go to attack him. Then uh, 19 to hit. That's it. Uh, 18 points of damage.
0: Baby. This thing
3: ain't looking so hot. Why do I keep saying that? And then he's going to swing at him again. Uh, 13 to hit. Yes, sir. Okay. And that'll be 13 points of damage.
0: All right. And you just Warhammer. Thunder just comes crashing right down on it and squashes it right on the ground. And you stay right where you are.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I will. Cool. Nyx. Alright.
2: Nyx is gonna shift five feet just to the southeast. A little smirk is gonna go across his face. And he's gonna cast Thunderstep. Which, based on the radius, will only catch the Cricket now. So he needs to make a con save DC 15.
0: Uh... On save, uh, flat sixteen. So he makes
2: the save, takes half damage. So half of nine would be four. four. So he takes four points of thunder damage.
0: Okay, and as the uh, as the the emanation of the thun of the uh, the force uh, kind of emanates from you, you just see its limbs get ripped right apart as the force is just way too much for this firket.
2: Perfect. I'm going to teleport all the way up here,
0: because I have a 90-foot
2: teleport range. I'm going to turn Does that to... need to
0: be... Do you need to be able to see where you're teleporting, though? It doesn't say.
2: It says, teleport to an unoccupied space in range. And I would have seen that space beforehand, so I would know that it's there.
0: Yeah, I think they're very. Yeah. Yep, you're right, because uh, something like Misty Step, you teleport up to 30 feet in occupied space that you can see. So if it doesn't have that, you're golden. Okay. Now, do I
2: immediately take the fire damage for leaving Veyron's. Range, um, yes, as,
0: as soon as you appear out of that, uh, okay. you take uh, fire damage. Hold on, get my other dicey boys out for that. That is. Uh, 14 points of fire damage, as just the heat is just oh. overwhelming and you feel your lungs singe from being out in the open like that. Okay.
2: Cool. I'm going to burn two sorcery points, and cast Lightning Bolt.
0: I'm sensing Restrict- a pattern here.
2: Yeah, plus along these three, okay. because I can't technically catch more than that.
0: Yeah, three or three.
2: It's three or three, so I'm just gonna go in a straight line across this way, and catch these three, but I am casting Lightning Bolt at a fourth level. Oh, baby. Which. So, DC 15 deck save from all of them.
0: DC 15 deck save. I can do it, boy. First one next to you fails. The second one in the middle succeeds, and the third one succeeds.
2: So it's 34 points of lightning damage. Woo! Any successes, take half for 17.
0: Okay. That's crazy. 17, I love that. And then I will
5: use the remainder,
0: the last
2: 25 feet of my movement to try to get back towards Veyron. Five. That's as close as I can get.
0: Okay. Um so right right as that hits, I know you, you did your movement, and everything, it wouldn't have affected you anyway. Uh this puppy right here, all of a sudden, as soon as the lightning bolt gets into its body and it arcs out, it immediately you just see it glow like white hot and then just explode. Like its limbs just burst out from it in a ten foot radius. Um at that point, our deaf friends over there do feel the shockwave and this burst of heat. Not enough to do any damage to you, but you just feel something come from essentially behind you guys. Um and on this? It would not matter for the guy near him. So that guy's toast. And these guys that you hit with the lightning bolt uh, look extra crispy.
2: They're on fire.
0: They're on fire. (laughs) Just the lightning just really like singed it in there. Yeah. All right. And that's your go, my friend.
2: Yeah, that's all I got.
0: Cool. All right. I'll just start with this one. It's going to take. Now, we don't normally deal with uh, difficult terrain. So, say, obviously, the first one would be 10 feet. Moving out of it, is that 10 feet or 5 feet? 5, right? I
2: think it's still... I think it's 5. Because it it takes 10 feet to move across it, but once you're leaving it, it it should be fine.
5: Yeah,
4: that's
3: what I think too. I'm pretty
4: sure difficult terrain, if you're moving into it or moving... or If like it takes into consideration the tile, you're moving to, If it's still difficult
0: terrain, then it would be
4: double movement. If you're moving to a tile that isn't difficult
0: terrain, it would be normal movement? mm mm-hmm. that, That's what I'm getting to, but I just wanted to get the consensus on y'all boys. That's, that's the way 10, I play it. 10. Or I DM it. 5. 10. 15. 2. 20. 10. 5, 10, 15. And one space in. Nix has drawn the ire of 10, 15, 20, 25 of his crispy boys. These ones, 10, 20, 10, 20,
2: 20. Rushing that way. Um, Quite a bit of movement speed,
0: don't they? Yes, they do. They're like little miniature on-flame gnomes on crack. Great. And so for you, Nyx, it's going to uh, swipe at you with its claws that are like on fire for uh, 18. Uh, Shield. Shield, okay.
2: Puts me at 21 till the end
0: of my next turn, or the start of my next turn. So it goes to do that, and this brilliant flash of light happens right like how far does your shield extend from your body?
2: Not very far. It, the way I've always imagined it is like... It, it's just like an extra layer that kind of shines over the mage armor.
0: Okay. Alright, so so in that case, for, for cool effect... The the claw comes to like... He jumps up to like rake your face. But you have this sneer as you like will the shield to come in. And right as it's about to grab into your flesh, like... It just kind of creates these sparks as the impact does nothing to you and that's my flame boys and I think my one remaining cricket is going to go for uh, he
1: hmm
0: yes I'd Uh, like to see him try indeed and he will fail for 14 ah
1: yes he does fail indeed
0: Odd. alright and with that Moving on right to you, Key. You can get some revenge.
1: Hmm, so have I noticed... Now,
0: yeah, you you are aware that some sort of force has, like, you know, kind of like some sort of, like, shockwave has hit you with a burst of heat from behind. So there's probably, you get the impression something's behind you.
1: Uh... Would you let me roll a perception check to see if I can, like, catch them out of the corner of my eye, or...?
0: Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say for like a swift action, you would just like turn your head and then see quite a few of them rushing.
1: Okay. I I don't know what a swift action is.
2: you you felt the
1: blast of the heat wave. while well, it
2: wasn't hot enough to hurt you. You felt the directional heat yeah. wave. Yeah.
0: So I'd say so I'd say yeah, essentially like as a head. Yeah, it's like a free action. You just quickly like turn your head to okay. see what in that direction is happening, and you see at least like the three closest to you are, like, rushing.
1: Alright. Um... Hmm. So, I, n- I know you deleted the tokens, but I'm gonna assume there's a lot of dead crickets on the ground? There are, yes. Would you let me golf one at these guys?
0: <laughs> so, using uh, using your Warhammer, you just wanna pelt one?
1: Yeah. Like You've seen how croquet works. That yes. with a cricket.
0: I suppose right. so. Are are you aiming to do damage with it, or? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm I'm trying to knock this dude.
0: All right. I would consider that you're a paladin. What are your proficiencies?
1: Um, as a paladin,
0: I think you're proficient with all weapons, right? Yep. That would be that would be considered an improvised weapon, though.
1: Or er, or er, weapons simple and martial. I'm uh, proficient with all armor. So I,
4: I have a clarifying question here, if we may. Yeah. Um, are we inventing the sport cricket, or are we inventing <laughs> the sport croquet?
1: <laughs> well, no, because cricket, they would have to like bounce themselves at me, and then I'd hit them.
0: Yeah, and, but we uh, are using a cricket. Yes.
1: True. True. All right.
0: So just so you are aware, the 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 damage will be very low if you succeed on this.
1: I don't care. I'm trying. I'm- I'm, this is for style points
3: all right also with the damage he did with the hammer with the cricket that's already really fucked up would it blow up the cricket
0: that's a great question and yeah, these things are already kind of beaten to hell and you the guys saw Well, we the players know what happened with Nix when he tried to use thunderstep on it um,
1: well, I'm- Considering my crit damage, odds are if I just grab one of the ones that was thunder shocked and not really hit with a hammer. But
0: yeah, you yeah, I'd say you, use your athletics, and if you get a 19 or a 20, it explodes because you just wailed it way too hard.
1: Oh, or you know what? Here's a, forget the ones that are dead. If I moved opposite over here and you then can't tried move to... to
2: an enemy square,
1: yeah. Yeah, they. You can't move through. <laughs> also, also, allies? it's alive,
0: so I don't. I wouldn't. I, unless you have something specific for your character, it would be kind of bogus for you to be able to shift an enemy around
1: yeah. while Could it's I, alive, it, at least. Hey, can I move through allies? Or yeah, you can. All right, so if I just went like that, kind of just rotating around like that.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't leave its area of influence.
1: All right, so I'm gonna do that, and then. I'll try to hit the live one towards the uh... Well
0: if you hit the live one I won't I won't let you move it though. Oh,
1: alright, alright.
0: All right. I, I would say that'd be That's... reserved for like class specific ability. like uh like uh what is it? Eldritch Blast has a feature that you have to kind of dedicate to it to make it like push or pull enemies around. Like
1: moving enemies That's... around
0: is a little bit little bit Like dead enemies, sure, like that that idea is cool, but live all ones right. not so much.
1: Alright, okay. I'm gonna slap a dead one.
3: To, could he attempt to like gr- grab it and throw it?
1: I thought about that, but I'm holding a shield and a hammer, so.
3: Oh yeah, that wouldn't work either.
1: Yeah. All right. So. What? Just roll a D20 at athletics and see what happens.
0: Uh, I'd say I'd say if it's alive, then then you would just be able to attack it.
1: Yeah. No. I'll I'll just go for the dead ones.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you're not gonna move. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Go right ahead with that.
1: Sorry for being a tart. No, worries,
0: worries. Uh, which which one are you aiming for?
1: Uh, the the one sitting out in the middle alone. The... Sure. Okay. Um, plus seven is a thirteen.
0: A thirteen. Roll for a third. So it's it's dead stationary, and you're kind of like doing a little little trick. So you kind of freaking with one hand, like, try to get underneath it a little bit to give the dead cricket a little bit of spin, if you would. It goes flying towards the uh, the creature, but it, it the, the creature does manage to jump out of the way of that as it goes towards him.
1: Would you consider that an action or an attack?
0: I would consider that your action.
1: Alright, that's that, that
0: would require a little bit of, a uh, minor bit of thought and execution for that.
1: That's fair, I am... <laughs> But the image is awesome.
0: Oh, absolutely!
2: You definitely get style points for that.
1: <laughs> I got to impress Veyron, he's right there.
0: But I thought you were. You Varen. are Vayron. You are, yeah.
4: yeah you are. Varen. Has he been Veyron like the it. whole time?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> maybe, maybe the man we met in the elemental plane of fire was actually Key all along.
0: <gasps> oh my God! Wow.
1: But... Maybe the real Vayron is the friends we made along the way.
0: Yeah, you guys are all (laughs) Vayron.
4: Oh, don't break Cax's brain like that. I don't need this
2: wholesome bullshit in my podcast.
1: Wholesome bullshit, I just gulped a dead cricket at a small fire creature.
0: Alright, so are you stand right where you are?
1: Yeah, that's about all I can do. I I may have fucked up.
0: No worries. Uh, Cax! You just saw the most ridiculous thing in a very long time, right in front of your eyes.
4: Yeah, I still want to climb this rock.
0: Alright, yeah. (laughs) Let's
4: try again. (laughs) Let's try it again. I'm more freaked out that Key is uh, slapping tiny objects around. Uh, That's
0: a seven. A seven. (laughs) We're not climbing any rocks today. (laughs) Unfortunately not. that, That would have consumed five feet of your movement. You can still move. The remainder yeah. of your speaking. I'm, I'm not I'm not moving. I've got my back to this rock. I tried
4: climbing it backwards again. Um, that's what we'll go with. Sure. I should really turn around to try to climb a rock. Um we're gonna fire on the one that's in front of me. Sure. Ooh, that was a hearty thud, and that'll miss with an eleven. Eleven does miss, my friend. And then that is a nineteen. Well, that hits, and that is maximum damage. 10 points of piercing. Hey. And uh, seeing that Nyx is in danger, Cax is gonna, I'm gonna use um, uh, Action Surge and turn and fire at the one directly in front of Nyx with the Enchanted Arrows. Sure. And that's a crit. That guy. Okay. okay. That's
0: 24 piercing damage with the first arrow. Alright, and that's all that takes is you get it almost right in the neck, and as it heals over, Nick's right in front of you, it glows bright white-hot, and it essentially suicide bombs. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw?
2: Oh, natural one.
0: Natural one. Uh 9 points of fire damage. I oh. I I killed Nix.
2: <laughs> Would you say
0: 9 points? 9 points.
1: Would the one next to it also take the damage or?
0: Uh Cax and Nix? Uh and Key, you were kind of, you were doing your your golf move. All three of you you'd be witness to the fact that the the blast wave just kind of swirls by the creature, but it doesn't seem to affect it.
1: Okay. Julio.
4: Axe is gonna fire his second, his uh, second enchanted arrow. Um. Probably back at the one that got here in front of him now. Oh, that shouldn't have been two dice. It should have been one.
0: Um, that is a sixteen. Sixteen hits. Cool. For a minute there, Nix, I thought he was trying to trying to kill you back there. <laughs> that is twelve points of piercing. All right, and with that, that one uh, violently explodes as well. Cax, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw.
4: Uh, not within
0: range of the influence, am I? I'm Not. Fuck. <laughs> uh, that is six. A six. Hey, uh, that is six points of fire damage.
4: Glad I didn't roll higher. Otherwise the damage would have been
1: higher. Try Wait. dodging back and going to the rock like, ow. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I bounced off the rock again. I keep forgetting that there's a rock behind me. And that'll end Cax's turn.
0: Alright. Uh, Bayron, uh, feeling that again. Um, yep, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, sees the movement and the flickering flames, so he just rushes in and goes for the one uh, threatening Uthrim. First attack misses, and second attack misses. Uh, Mr. V ain't doing so hot tonight, boys. Uh, Thrim,
3: you're up, my friend. Okay. So, seeing all of this.
0: Yeah, you would have been at least aware of the one uh, coming up on you, and you so far have felt two other like seismic blasts kind of pelt well, you in the back a
3: bit. I, I would also, I could be wrong, but I would also assume with what happened during our last battles, Grim is keeping a pretty good eye on Nyx, so when he thunderstepped, he'd be looking around for Ah, oh, well, with you being deafened? Um, well, what I'm saying is, you wouldn't he have would, heard me go off. You would, I wouldn't have heard you, but you were within my line of sight when you did it. And Thrim is trying to keep an eye on Nyx right now.
0: Oh. Uh, well, you were ta- you for the most part have been attacking creatures to your left and your southwest.
3: That is true. So maybe he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because yeah, I'm trying right, to
0: like, your, your peripheral would maybe have brought you to, like, here. Here. If you, yeah. were, targe- oh, if you were targeting this one.
3: Yeah. No, yeah, that's fair. I'll just attack the cricket right in front of me first. Okay. That's not a G20. No, no, roll it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a 13 to hit. That'll do wow max eight and seven is 15 plus four is 19 points of damage to the cricket cool that guy is toast haha <laughs> and then I'll turn to his to the guy right in front of me and go and swing at him sure uh, 16, 22 to hit That'll hit. And that'll be 17 points of damage.
0: 17. That. So you go right into its chest, and even before you pull the thunder out, it, it begins to like glow rightly in front of you, and it just explodes out. So Thrim, Key, and Veyron have to make dexterity saving throws. Veyron. Succeeds.
1: Everyone gets a plus four.
3: Ooh, he definitely uh, succeeds. Apparently, I'm rolling super hot tonight because that's another natural twenty.
1: <laughs> I match you with my own natural twenty.
0: Good. But I'm that's... making. I'm making you wasted on that. Uh, I just imagine that both of that us would be a twenty-six. All right. <laughs> uh, everyone then takes uh, four points of fire damage, and this boy is toast. Cool. And you staying right where you are? I'm
3: gonna move... Not with that, I'm not. 5... 10... Five, five, ten 15 to here. Okay. Use my Action Surge. And attack the guy right in front of me.
2: With advantage, Mr. Flank. Indeed,
3: Mr. Flank. Oh God, because so the first one was a two. <laughs> <laughs> 15. So, so that's a uh, twenty-two to hit. That'll hit. Uh, 15 points of damage. Okay. No, 14. 14. My bad. No worries. Okay. Still hanging on. And then I am going to throw my hammer at the one near next. Do it. Do it. That's 15 to
0: uh, hit? That matches its
3: AC. Seventeen points of damage. Okay, Nyx, I need a dexterity saving
0: throw as this guy goes kaboom.
2: Thanks, (laughs) Grim. All right. Twenty-one.
0: Twenty-one, I got a one and a one. So we take one point of fire damage. Okay. And... Nyx, top of the round.
2: Alright, well Nix is now back in Veyron's area of influence. Yes. Yeah. So he is not on fire or burning in this awful atmosphere. So ten feet, twenty feet. Nope, staying right there. Um uh, he's gonna cast Chaos Bolt at their last remaining fire gnome at second level. Sure. For a twenty-one twenty
0: sorry, twenty-three to hit. Perfect,
2: that'll hit. Okay. So for twelve points uh, twelve points of cold damage.
0: Ooh. All right. Uh Thrym and Veyron. Actually, Veyron's within the area, right?
1: Yep, Veyron gets a plus four.
0: Okay, Veyron succeeds. Uh, 16. 16. You guys take uh, one point of fire damage each. that boy that is shield. good. <laughs> and that will end combat. All right. And we will be right back after this break. Okay, so after the craziness of weird flaming small creatures and red crickets, uh, you all look over and you actually see uh, Veyron kind of panting from that encounter. But he takes a moment to, to look at all of you. With a with a smile and nod. That was uh, quite unexpected. You all handled that admirably. I think I may have
2: underestimated how dangerous this atmosphere can be.
0: Oh, and I'm sorry, the, uh, the deafness fades after one minute, so you guys are A-OK to hear again.
1: Well, before checking on Nick, someone has stepped forward and say L- Lord Vayron were you hurt at all in that last fight
0: I have a few scratches but nothing I can't handle thank you though
1: Key. it's, it's it'd be an honor to help you whenever you need
0: and he gives you a, a hearty pat on the shoulder let's go we need we need more of you around I think we'll go far
1: thank you for thank you um oh, that's the greatest compliment I could have received thank you so much
0: well if anyone's hungry we have dinner right here and he smirks
1: last time we ate this it wasn't awful
4: well I, I I would assume you're speaking for yourself
0: it was pretty bad yes that stuff was disgusting but anyway, shall we continue our journey?
3: I'm gonna move over to Nyx and just like sorry about that. Are you okay? I've uh, I've had better days. So that's a no.
2: Nah, I, I, and you can look at Nyx and you'll notice that he's like visibly scorched across his body.
3: Uh, Key, I think he needs some help.
0: Yes, if you wouldn't mind patching him up a little bit.
1: Sure thing. I'm gonna take a step toward him cracking my knuckles. Alright. I'm gonna use my lay of hands ability.
0: Thought you were gonna, like, you know, become a chiropractor right then
1: and there. (laughs) (laughs) This operation is delicate. (laughs) Knocks him (laughs) out. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. How much do you need till, uh... You're all healed up there, next. Uh, uh, in meta, I need uh 27. Okay, well, uh, 35 minus 27 gives me eight, and you're at full health.
0: Damn, and you were full before the fight, right? Next, yeah.
1: Oh, Jesus, yeah. Something <laughs> I was gonna say, I went in that fire once. As I'm giving him the lay of hands, I'll say, you know, I went out in that fire once. I totally get that feeling. It's, it's awful. It's in your lungs. It's like you're trying to breathe through, like, a mesh pipe made of lava and smoke. It's awful.
2: And while Nix is, like, recovering and, you know, his, his wounds are sealing up, he's just going to kind of glance
1: up at Key and be like, "Do do you breathe? Yeah, of course I, of course I breathe, you know. I, like, I, why wouldn't I breathe? I just, I don't understand you
2: yet, but I appreciate the help.
4: What? Are are you breathing on his face?
1: You got another place to breathe.
3: So, <laughs> Thrim is gonna. Is there a dead cricket around me? There are lots of dead crickets all around you. Thrum's gonna look at these dead crickets, and knowing what, seeing what it did to Cax the day before, he's gonna try and see if there's anything he can salvage from them to make poisons.
0: All right, let me take a look at one thing. I did have a thing for the ingesting. And the
1: inevitable Thrim
2: dissection.
1: Yes. <laughs> the inevitable stone giant deciding to use stealth and poison.
2: It's quite oxymoronic, isn't it?
0: So Thrim, you, Thrym, uh, you uh, look at at the crickets, and there seem to be uh, a leaking of fluid that kind of perks your interest of what they're do- What is interesting on them?
3: I want to say, I go back into my. St- if I go back into my stuff, I want to say I have two empty vials I got from Rungle.
0: like twenty million sessions ago.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you could just say twenty. It was probably that long ago.
3: Yeah, literally twenty. I'm pretty sure I got two empty vials from him, but I can't. I got notes everywhere. <laughs> Yes, I do have two empty vials. So I wanna use one of those to collect that liquid and fill the vial up.
0: Sorry, right. yeah, I'd say I'd say with the with the amount that they're around and there's just fluid slowly pouring out, it just takes you like ten minutes. But I wouldn't say you need to roll because it's actively just oozing out of these things. You just hold the vial underneath and it drips into the vial. So you have one vial of um I'd say call it cricket
1: goo. So
0: and let I, me make a note and I'll get you what it does at some point.
1: So I don't know much about the anatomy of like crickets and grasshoppers and stuff, but like so these things were clearly blame, immune or at least resistant. Um, is there anything I could pull off of their body to kind of go with my uh lava lizard scales you know just looking at starting to create some arm gauntlets or something
0: uh you're more I don't than welcome to... is there <laughs> sorry i'm just looking at the uh that's
3: actually here. what was funny is i was going to ask the same question <laughs> You're fucking people, man! <laughs> hey, frontliners,
0: you, you, you level you level sevens think you rule the world over here? Um,
3: yeah, I was doing this at level one. <laughs> that's true.
1: <laughs> We're frontliners. We, you, you we need can, these you, things. We're gonna be blasted by everything.
0: You can you can look to rip like a piece of the carapace off if you want to. I'd have you make a like All a right. medicine check for that. Try to grab okay. like the most All optimal right. piece off of that.
1: Well, uh, I have medicine as a skill, so. Nat 20.
0: Let me see it. I want to see it.
1: I want to feel it. I want to feel it. Oh, God. I have to...
0: Um, yes. I'd say you pull out, like, this, like, almost, like, four by four, like, inch square. Just ripped right out. A perfectly square chunk of, like, the top plate of the, uh, one of the crickets.
1: Nice. I'm going to take him to, like, kind of knock it, kind of feel how hard it is, and, like, you know, like see the, how the scales would fit on it. Like this thing, this thing might be cool. <laughs> at the very least, might be able to sell it. You know, It is what it is.
0: It is what it is. All right, yeah. Throw uh, in your inventory: four by four cricket carapace.
3: Uh, can I make the same check? Because uh, I was going to ask about that.
0: Fucking hell! Fine.
3: <laughs> Never mind. Not one. <laughs> you you
0: you see. Key do that, and you're like, hey, that's a good idea, and you go to do it, and you get your, like, mitts in there, and then you, you go to pull, and there seem to be some spines that kind of, like, grab your fingers as you go to pull, and it, like, stabs at you, and you just reflex back out of that. But he got one.
3: No, fair.
0: No, fizz garbage. <laughs> so, Veyron has his arms crossed, just amusedly watching you guys play around with these, like, Dog-sized crickets on the ground.
1: Can I rip out two antenna and go? <laughs> I threw him! I'm just gonna <laughs> bounce him around on my head.
0: Veyron just watches that. At that point, Veyron just starts walking. You guys had uh, been walking uh, this way across the battlefield.
1: Well, gentlemen coming. I'll see a that aside. Yes, my lord.
3: Um, do I see a cricket that looks pretty much whole?
0: Uh, no. They are all smashed. The ones that, I guess, look the most whole are the ones that were electrocuted, but even those are, like, their carapaces are cracked and kind of split open from the force of the electricity. Nyx is getting quite potent with his skills.
3: All
0: right. Yeah, I'm not gonna grab one then.
4: Axe is gonna shuffle around the group and make sure to pick up his rapier before scurrying off to catch up with uh, Barum. And uh, how many arrows did you let loose in that fight? Um, I was keeping track of all of them. Uh, I, at the beginning I had <clears throat> nineteen and six. Yeah, I know the enchanted arrows I can't retrieve, so I guess I spent five regular arrows.
0: Okay. From what I read, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, just basically after one fight, you get half of those arrows back. Oh, cool. I, I've i never played a ranger
4: before, <laughs>
0: so I have no idea. <laughs> At the end of the battle, you can recover half your spending ammunition by taking a minute to search the battlefield. No. Oh. Then yeah, absolutely. So let's just make a habit of talking about that at the end, just to remind each other about absolutely. your arrows, because you kind of not being with arrows is kind of a like gimping your class. So yes, yes, I need to invest in more arrows. Yeah, <laughs> when we get back
4: to town, <laughs> maybe like two, three thousand. F-
0: yeah, times. Throw them in the bag of holding. <laughs> Thurm uses his actions is to chuck you arrows. <laughs> Alright, so you guys continue your journey across the smoldering fields.
2: Uh yeah. Nix is doing it in silence and not making eye contact with Veyron.
0: Sure. Um at one point, uh during your trek, uh CAC uh Veyron begins to walk next to you. And occasionally you just see Veyron like catching glances of like looking at you. But he's not saying anything. How long is so assuming that he's like
4: walked beside me for like five, ten minutes, Mm -hmm. and I've seen him looking down like two, three times. Next time he looks at me,
0: I'm just gonna lock eyes with him. (laughs) As you do that, he, he smiles. Tell me, who who did you used to worship? Oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> I can't remember his name. It's been two
4: weeks.
2: <laughs> what you get for sleeping on the job, man.
4: Oh! <laughs>
0: Hang on, give me one second. No problem. We've all been there where this bit of information is just out of reach.
4: Uh, and we're we, we, we running with it, right? With yeah. mock? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so I'll turn... Or I'll... I'll, like, continuously looking at him, not even looking away, because I'm assuming at this point he's looked away. <clears throat> well, uh, I guess I, I, at one point prayed to, to Kosalmak, the, 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 the kobold god, you know, subservient
0: to, to Tiamat. Yes, I had, so he really did worship Tiamat. I'm, I wouldn't say that, that he worshipped her so
4: much as was was created by her, mm. to my understanding, and I'm not a smart man, probably because I'm not really a man, I'm a kobold, but, you know.
0: Well, that's... makes sense. Other gods are created by other gods through traditional means, if you catch my drift. I, I can't say I do. When a mommy kobold and a daddy kobold get together. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Vera like, shifts left and right. They have eggs. Yeah. And then little kobolds come out. Wait. Tiamat's a kobold? No. No. Tiamat's a dragon.
4: Oh. I knew that, but... Okay.
0: Look, don't... um, Look. It's all very... strange and complicated. The dragon created a... kobold deity. Yep. I suppose makes sense. None of this really makes sense to me, I'll no. be honest, as far
4: as gods go. It's okay. Anyway. I mean, before I met a god, I didn't think gods were real. I mean, that we had talked about gods and people said that they wanted gods to die. They all deserve to die, and that was kind of weird, but, you know. And well... we, you can witness the things that the gods made, but uh, really, it could have been a dude with a a lot of determination and a
0: chisel. <laughs> Indeed. Well, the only reason I ask is now, truthfully, how much of this do you believe? The gods of me. Oh.
4: Well. Like, believe in you? Like, my faith in you? Yes. I I, can, I saw what you do on, on the battlefield. I've got a lot of faith in you. You can hold your own.
0: Well. What would it take for you to swear fealty to me? Like, giving your life to me.
4: Well, that's a lot to think about. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I mean, I kind of. I kind of owe a lot to. To. Pr- 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 proprietor Jertin in. Uh, in Neverwinter. So I kind of owe him my life, but. I don't know. I mean, if I told him that I gave my life to a god, then maybe he'd be like, oh, okay, I I suppose that's fine,
0: but I don't know. Usually you say that kind of things to other mortals, and uh, they'll kind of give you rather strange looks. Usually you don't run around and tell everyone who you're a worshipper of. Unless you're the people on the surface, they tend to kind of do that every once in a while.
4: I don't know. The, these these three weirdos kind of talk about it a lot.
0: Well, these three weirdos, as you call them, do worship me.
4: Well, yeah, uh, I know that the weirdos
0: in, in a good way, you know,
4: not in not, a not no bad way.
0: I suppose at the end of this, this this whole situation is a rather interesting quid, quid pro quo. You guys are getting me out of a situation. To put me in a position of power again. And I'm not one to forget favors like this. And if I were to bestow power upon you, I would need your undying loyalty. Like him over there, and he points to Key. If I told that man to go jump in the river of lava, he would probably do that. Now, I see the value in all of my worshippers and fighters and every one of them. Unlike the Spider Queen, who looks at them as fodder. Just trust I wouldn't put you in a necessarily dangerous situation unless it was warranted. You have skill, yourself, as I have witnessed. You also seem to have a knack being able to kind of circumvent people's expectations. That is a valuable skill.
4: Unless someone expects me to climb a fucking rock.
0: Yes, uh... Sometimes it's a little slippery. I had issues with that myself. Anyway, you're right. That It is a lot to think about. But don't keep me waiting too long. When I finally do get out of this wretched realm and gain my power back... Maybe then we'll have resume this conversation. Sounds good.
4: And like, Cax is like still looking at him, but his gaze seems to go further than, like, further than his face. Okay. Like he's kind of thinking, but there's there's no like scent of burning that you would imagine when Cax thinks. Like, he's in his own head for the moment.
0: Uh, Thrym, uh, I'm assuming you're walking near Nyx? Yeah, I am. Okay. So, Veyron now begins to walk uh, next to both Nyx and Thrym. So, how is this duo holding up? He looks at you, Thrym.
3: Uh well I've had a few friends in my lifetime but nothing like this I guess I'd say he's my only friend and I'd do anything for him that's
0: in my experience that's what friends would do for each other so when this is all said and done and we're out of this disgusting realm Do you plan on following the course more, or where would the road lead you?
3: Well, well, for now, I'm just going to keep hanging out with Nets, do what he needs.
0: I can assure you, once I've had some time and thought and access to resources again, One of my priorities is to find a way to bring Bjorn back. That is a solemn promise for me.
3: So. I have been wondering, what is he to you?
0: He more or less became my avatar. He was the general of most of my forces. It must have pained him greatly when the sundering occurred. Over just about anything in existence. Besides me, I'm assuming. His people were his number one. I almost feel like I let him down in a way. Not being able to stop Lolf in executing her plan. But I have confidence they will keep him alive. They won't break him. But he will suffer. Like I said, it will be a priority of mine to get him out. If all four of you end up surviving this endeavor, I may need your point at some point to actually execute this plan. I'm assuming you would be more than happy to do so.
3: I'm getting him anyway, so...
0: Well, sounds like by staying with Nyx you'll end up uh, sticking around with me as well.
3: Makes sense. I do have to say, though, once we do free him, he's going to have to find another weapon because I'm not giving up this one.
0: I don't think he'll have a problem with that. After all, it's found great use in your hands. See, so... This
3: was another question that was so curious to me. When did he get it? Because he didn't have it when me and him were together.
0: Now that artifact wasn't given by me. Like, that one he points to Nix's Obsidian Rapier. He came back from a battle with that one. He used that to channel electrical energy and you clearly have the same knack for that as well. Which is strange, because for the most part, Bjorn never did well with the magic. He wasn't adept at any sort of magical capability.
3: Uh, what was the battle he went to?
0: There was I believe some sort of tussle with Walt's forces at one point and I believe there were driders I think they hired ogres with that one all cannon fodder someone must have had that and he came back with that victoriously he also pointed out a scar on his bicep that he had gotten from that I do remember that
3: that is something he would do
0: either way we're You found that. That's no coincidence, in my opinion. But you're putting it to good use. So, considering I'm getting no conversation from this one over here, gesturing to Nyx, keep an eye on him, would you? what I do? And with that, uh, Veyron takes the lead about 20 feet in front of... er, I'm sorry, about 15 feet in front of everyone. And... About uh, about eight or so hours go by, and Veyron stops everyone to kind of uh, stay near like a little, almost like a bowl-shaped indent in the ground, and points down, saying that this would be a suitable location to, to rest for the night and get some sleep. I estimate okay. at least one more day of travel before we reach the City of Brass.
1: Understood. I can take first watch if need be.
0: Well, seeing as I don't sleep, why don't you all get a good night's rest? Unless you'd like to, I can keep an eye out for the night.
1: Uh, apologies, I—I I didn't know you didn't sleep, my lord. I'm sorry.
0: Well, don't—don't don't worry, Key. You're a little bit too jumpy around me. You'll—you'll—you'll you'll, you'll tend to notice I don't follow the same traditions that other gods would have. With their subjects.
1: Not every day you get to spend three days on a hiking trip with the person that uh, you know, prevented you from death or saved. I'm not sure how to phrase it. I'm. I know there was the fungus. You told me about that. I'm still not sure how it worked.
0: Well, that was a, a gift from Aramacos.
1: Well, I'm gonna lay out my bedroll and uh. If uh if that's all the hiking we're gonna do today, we should probably hit the sack as fast as we can to hop back to it.
0: As you would imagine, it's uh sweltering hot, so you don't need a campfire. Um does anyone before going to bed have anything they'd like to do?
4: Axe is going to like lay out his Child-sized, uh, I guess, uh, bedroll near Nixon Thrim.
0: Like, is it like decorated? Like, is it legit? Like a child's one that you'd like, Cax like bought at a store. it yeah, like it's... it got little unicorns and stuff like sewn in. So there's like stitchings of,
4: of like cats and and <laughs> small cute dragons and maybe some unicorns, and they've mostly been cut out. Um and, like, stitched with other colored fabrics over them, but there's still some that remain uh, that he just it. never got around to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to taking out. And he's going to set up next to Nyx and Thrym, uh, who Nyx, I'm assuming, is just finding a place to, like, perch up and meditate.
3: Yeah. Grim I mean, is going to yeah. strategically place himself, so... Only Nyx can see him laying out his bedroll. And he's just gonna, like, scratch in the ground in Elvish. Do you trust him? And then quickly wipe it away after Nyx reads it.
0: You glance over and and Veyron is kind of using the bowl-shaped indent to his advantage, so he's kind of just walking up enough to be able to, like, stick his beady eyes out there and kind of survey around. He's not paying attention to anything you guys are doing. Still maintaining the less than 30-foot radius.
2: Uh, Nix is going to look up at Thrim and very slowly shake his head no.
3: I'm just going to nod and lay down to go to bed but like keep himself aware like not aware where but like he's going to sleep but be ready to be woken up at any point
4: acts after taking his pack off and all of his other gear is actually going to sleep with a uh, whisper like on his chest like he's like kind of clutching it um and there's a couple points where Thrym and Nyx, so you think that Cax might be asleep. And to Thrym first, he's gonna go, Hey, hey Thrym. Like, using Whisper to, <laughs> to telepathically talk to you. He's gonna say, Do you... Do you have any stories of, of adventuring like this?
3: I mean, like this, probably not that many, but Adventuring in general, yeah
4: Oh. okay. and then a few minutes will pass <laughs> and then it'll go, hey, hey Thrim, can you can you tell me about those stories sometime?
3: They're not really that pleasant.,
4: oh, most of mine aren't either.
3: The stories of a slave soldier aren't really things i like to talk about
4: okay that's fair too and then he's gonna talk to nix and say hey nix what kind of a god would promise you power and what you desire for fealty
2: a desperate and selfish one.
4: Okay. And there's no follow-up question from Cax. Before you know <laughs> it, you hear his small cobalt snores <laughs> as he's still clutching Whisper to his chest.
2: I'm going to do something a little weird, but go sure. with me on this. Yeah. Nix is going to assume his meditative stance, sitting cross-legged, hands on his knees, And he's going to do what he has done so many times in the wilderness and try to reach out to Veyron or the entity he believes to be Veyron because he is not certain that the man accompanying them is who he says he is.
0: Okay. So you're just doing what we've done before all these times? Yeah. All right. Beautiful little Arcana chick. You want me to do an Arcana, not the D-100? Oh yeah, sorry, you can do that. My bad.
5: Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs>
0: 77. 77. Uh, you reach out, and all those times before, like you felt like you put so much power and energy into reaching out. It, it's strange to you that you you just almost feel like you've given it a whisper of energy? And immediately, in your meditative state, um, you hear a, a pair of footfalls walk right near you. And just lean over and whisper as if not to wake anybody. You don't need to do that to talk to me, you know. You can actually just say that hello.
2: I don't trust you.
0: understandable, given your past. But what... I mean, I already know the answer to it, but you've essentially traveled the world longer and further than you ever have in your entire life to find me, and here I am. That must account for something.
2: Here is an entity who promises everything I've ever wanted... Who knows things about my past that I didn't even know. Telling me everything I wanted or needed to hear even if I didn't. And yet, I still at my core do not trust you. I have been tricked by Loth in the past. And I don't know that you're not another one of her tricks.
0: Agreed. That would be exactly what she would want you to think. Understandably so. See, I've been playing this game for countless millennia with her. So I'm not taking it personally. I'm not taking it personally that any of you may or may not trust me. That'll have to be done through deeds, which is what I intend to do. There are also other entities that could vouch for me if we could end up finding their followers the one that comes to mind is the Lunar Lady or even somehow communicating with the handlers of Aramakos
2: this this scenario Aramakos, the Lunar Lady any of them they are gods or semi-gods that are intangible And being here, you're mortal. No different than any of us. Maybe a bit more powerful, but I've seen mages that can do this kind of stuff. This, if you are who you say you are, you are either greatly sapped of your power or you are a great liar.
0: One of my abilities is to deceive, I'll be honest with you. I mean, anybody who originally worked with the Queen of Spiders naturally learns to be deceitful over time. All I need is what's in someone's possession. One of the orbs. Most of my ascension will be complete. The rest will follow with worshipers. And getting the word. And giving hope to the drow. Giving hope to anyone who has been downtrodden. Whatever's left of the stone giants. Whatever we can muster on the surface. And then we can strike back at her. And end the millennia upon millennia of... Destruction and oppression given unfairly to your people, to me, to the followers of others. This isn't necessarily just a matter of the mortals. It's also the matter of the gods. but you see we are all in this together if she somehow unifies all the houses they could wipe out the entire surface then what god would be powerful enough to fight her back none of them we have three Myself The Lunar Lady and Aramakos That's it The rest think that she's Just down here doing her thing And that it won't get anywhere Seheninmubo reached out for me But unfortunately They all fell in the position that you find yourself in Doubt that What we're doing is actually True But like I said it's Deeds Most of my followers don't bear witness to this form. Usually it's just a visage or an image in their sleep. So it's understandable seeing a flesh and bone creature currently is unnerving. Worthy of scrutiny. That will come with time. I don't necessarily am asking you to fully trust me, but listen, whether or not you want to believe it, I have your best interests in mind, the same with all of your friends here, to keep you alive, to help me, obviously, but that will help you. Those artifacts that you hold, even his weapon over there, those are the key as well. With my abilities in an ascended state, those could become more powerful than anything seen on the realm. But that'll take time. That will take trust.
2: You have my word. I will do what I can to get you off of this plane. But as you said, it is deeds that will earn my trust. And I don't know that I am ready to help you get that orb until I know that you are not a servant of wealth. I've been here before, and she got one.
0: Yes, I was informed of that back when my power was waning we kind of knew it was only a matter of time for that one Aramakos being just in a sense a demigod wouldn't exactly have the power or resources to defend all that much and there must have been some sniff of it for one of her agents to go looking for it in that region but that's in the past. We have, well, someone in the Redeemed has one of them. And that's enough to prevent the Realm Breaker from being triggered again. And We also have the trigger mechanism right over there. That's very important. Currently, she can't do what she did 200 years ago. And if we play our cards right... She won't ever use it again. That's kind of the end game for this. Is Gromph or Iglinoff still alive? As far as I know. Once we're out of here, I could potentially commune with them directly. If that gives you any ease of comfort and conscience. Romph was told to mentor you to raise you into the men or drow you are today so hopefully me getting together with him gives you would give you some sort of comfort we'll see I suppose that's all I can ask for Anyway, sorry to have drawled on for so long you should probably get a little bit of rest. And Veyron begins to walk away and do his little, like, peek above the area.
2: When I reached out to him, the nature of the connection, was it the same as it was before?
0: It was... So before, how you would, like, kind of... You know, we, we talked about, like, a static effect when you when you went to do that it was like when you went to do that it immediately essentially connected you to him in like hd 4k resolution it was crystal clear you yeah
2: what i mean is because of my origins because of the nature of my power do i know that he is the, the, the person standing in front of me is the same entity I tried to connect to when I was on the surface.
0: You're pretty certain because you've you've honed it at this point. I can't say for sure. That's for Nyx to decide. But it, you've done all the same things you've done in the past, like all the different ways of doing it. You, you've essentially taken your like aura of sorts and projected it out to reach him. And you've done everything the same way, and and this is the first time immediately it it just connected like that because of the situation in the past with him being on a different plane and him being weak. But you did nothing different this time than you had done in the past to try to connect with him. Okay. Alright, anybody else doing anything, or are we snoozing? they were good. Uh, Ah, how are you facing? Are you facing away from Nyx while you're resting?
3: Yeah, would be. Okay. But like I said, I was listening, like, I'm in one of those sleeps. I don't know quite how to describe it. It It's like when you were a kid and you saw a scary movie where you slept and anything, any noise would have woken you up.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, Matt, you and I know this one very well. When you have a newborn. Yes. You sleep, but you're yep. not fully asleep because right. you're just waiting for that trigger sound.
3: Yep. It's, so what it's it's I heard obviously. this would this have woken me up? Uh...
0: What's your passive perception?
3: Uh... Passive is ten plus perception,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fourteen. Fourteen. I'd I'd say you you woke up and just listened. You didn't open your eyes, but you you probably heard it. They Veyron wasn't exactly like whispering to Nix. He was kind of in a conversational thing. the The first part you didn't hear, where when when Nix made the connection, and he, said, and he said that phrase, you know, you don't have to do that. But you you heard them have that conversation. But I'm assuming you just kept your eyes closed and...
3: Um, once I see... Well, I wouldn't see. Once I like, hear him walk away... Why am I blanking on his name? Aaron? No, it's not Key. It's the other one.
4: X. 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 It's the Caxi boy! Caxi!
3: i'm just gonna once i hear him walk away i'm gonna like roll over not open my eyes and just like on the ground (laughs) would i know the name of the bow
4: um i don't think i've ever mentioned it i don't think you've ever
3: said it yeah but I do know what it does because I've seen it and it's been described to me. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to write, quickly write Cax's bow in Elvish and then wipe it away in the sand.
0: Okay. So you're like sleep-like etching or?
3: Well, I, I'd i roll over and I'd like open my eyes and make eye contact with Nix and then do it. Uh
2: I'm going to use press the digitation to write a message in the sand because it can do that. that. That very simply says that it won't work for me. I'm going to leave it at that, but in meta, that bow would require an hour of attunement for me to even try to use its abilities.
3: Oh, M- meta. Thrim knows that. Thrim also knows what it can do and Cax has been asking some weird questions so it's kind of a pull Cax aside and use his bow with Cax
2: yeah I don't think Nyx would have understood what you were trying to get at okay because Nyx wasn't asked any weird questions and it's not out of the ordinary for the childlike Cax to use his magical bow to ask weird questions.
0: So do you fade, fade back to sleep?
3: Yep, yeah, that'll be it.
0: All right. So as you finally close your eyes and your brain clears of thoughts and you feel like yourself kind of forming some sort of dream... Uh, you feel a poke at your boot.
3: I'll open my eyes and glance down.
0: You see a man sitting there like this cross cross-legged. Don't think I've forgotten about you.
3: Uh I was waiting for this. What do you mean? Well, everybody else had had a conversation with you, so I figured it was my turn next.
0: Well, it's not very fair of me to, you know, single one of you out. Like the the poor cat that has four separate toys and only plays with one. Just musing. I've been listening on this little conversation. What are your thoughts? Is that one over there to be trusted? And you look over and Veyron is frozen in time just like everything else right now
3: well at the moment I kind of need him and if he's not who he says he is it's kind of four against one so I'm not that concerned
0: you've always struck me as an odds kind of person thing is what if he is telling the truth You guys gang up on him and kill him.
3: If he is telling the truth, then he'll get Bjorn out, and Bjorn can tell me himself.
0: That is a good point. This is exciting, isn't it? You've all survived so far? I think... No matter how it goes, me thinking of odds here as a few of your other friends could attest to in our conversations you'll be here for a little while longer no matter which path you decide to choose what about the little one over there you could eat him like a
3: snack could if I wanted to but it's kind of fun to be around yeah
0: I suppose dancing monkeys are kind of fun, aren't they?
3: Well, it's not even just that. Seeing somebody so scared to die, but so ready to fight is very rare.
0: Now, I know it's been revealed what is in his possession. And he has a pretty powerful weapon to boot. Pray tell. I know your loyalty lies with that one over there. But he's just as important, don't you think?
3: Uh, you already said that I could eat him like a snack. So he has a powerful weapon in his, in his possession and something else we need. If need be, I'll eat him like a snack and take those from him.
0: I like to think of the duality of situations. I know he, that one over there, the god is pretty confident in getting him back. What happens after?
3: Who knows? Is he is, is he who he says he is? You would know.
0: Oh, indeed I would. I do not want to spoil this party, though. This whole, is he, is he not thing? Ooh, this is really exciting.
3: Did anybody ever tell you you're really annoying?
0: Oh, constantly. That's why I have to keep jumping from person to person
3: yeah i figured
0: anyway Thrim, keep your chin up don't let all those other fire beasties get to you you know all four of you have that potential it really would be a shame for one of you not to return from this fiery plane get some rest snaps his fingers (laughs) and lacudis is gone and as you lay your head down, Veyron continues to walk as if nothing had happened.
3: When when Thrym said goodnight before he blinked out, he flipped him off.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from, from
3: Thrym. And then right. Thrym will go back to sleep. Sure.
0: I assume Key is sleeping as well.
1: Out like a light.
0: Like a light, baby. Alright. So, with that, the next day... Or... Like, hours later. You can't tell days here. Where's my thing? Um... I'm gonna roll... Who gets to roll? Because that's fun. I need to roll some more dice. Thrim, I need you to roll a d20. Six. Wait. Yep, six. Okay. What uh, happened in my window?
2: Isn't a six what got us the fight with the fire crickets?
0: Ah, God, I don't remember.
2: Can do that it again?
0: A, it was in a certain range, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Roll me a d4, please. Oh, God. <laughs> oh shit. Two. Two.
2: Well it was nice playing with you guys.
0: Nice playing, you know, ancient fire oh. dragon You know, kills kills Veyron too. It's over. Loth wins. It's <laughs> done. <laughs> oh, it was... Game over, man. It was worth a shot. <laughs> uh <laughs> T. Uh, on your travels, um, the next day is another like dry warm fucking day Elemental Plane of Fire. No, no traffic. The the yellow ahead of you is getting larger. Like, you believe in the next, like, 12 hours um, you would be on the doorstep of this quote-unquote city of brass that Veyron is speaking of. With how how much of the light in the sky is being altered in color. Um, But as you're kind of staring at it, out of the corner of your eye, uh, you notice a weapon sticking out of the ground. And um, where you're kind of walking, you seem to be the only one who notices it. And as you get closer to it, it looks like a javelin is stuck in the ground.
1: It's... Within Veyron's uh, circle of influence.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're going to essentially. It's going to be to your little bit to your left as you're just walking. Kind of. You guys are kind of fanned out a little bit. And it'll be a little bit to your left, maybe like two or three feet.
1: All right. I'll, I'll go ahead of the party. A little just jog in front of everyone and yoink it out of the ground.
0: All right. As you pick it up and you yoink it out of the ground, the. It looks like it. it's like a traditional like trident looking edge to it. So it's smaller. So it definitely, it, it, javelin, this javelin feels like it would be like a ranged weapon. But as you pick it up and it's in your hand, the, the metal at the tip begins to glow. On fire.
1: Ooh. I'm gonna... Oh. Yeah. My
4: arrows replenished.
0: Uh, eight hours. I would say within the next, okay. uh, because you guys are probably only you probably only slept like eight hours on that, and you guys ran into, um, in the morning, you guys had like early, like I would say, like if you were to put it in a clock sense, like 11 o'clock, ran into the crickets, okay. and then like seven hours later, so you'd maybe you probably need another like five to six hours before your arrows were to replenish. Perfect.
1: I'm gonna return to the group but I'm gonna be kinda, you know, twirling it and inspecting it. And, hmm, it's obviously lighter than the hammer. Uh Lord Vayron, does this weapon seem native to this plane? Do you recognize it at all?
0: He cocks his head. No, but there seems to be a little bit of magic in that.
1: I want to take a closer look at the tip.
0: Sure. Just
1: the tip? Yeah.
2: I can imagine it's like him looking down the barrel of a loaded gun. <laughs> it's like,
1: what? <laughs> Here, Nick, yeah. hold this trigger for me while I...
0: So it, it it seems to be a very straight amount. The The handle of the javelin is made out of some sort of, you would assume, wood. But seems seemingly everything in this frickin' realm is flammable or would cause items to like ignite into flame. It's strange to you that it doesn't like burn or smolder. It look it looks like a nice light like beechwood. Look to it, but it's seemingly fine in this heat and uh, the the it, it just it's a typical like the trident with like little tiny like V arrows pointing down. Hmm. But it it's small. It's small enough that that way you you would get the impression that this this bad boy has some punch to it
1: not super well versed in magic but could i make an arcana check
0: uh yeah you could you are you do have magical capabilities
1: all right what is my arcana yeah that's what i thought it's only uh, oh my god i just threw it into all my other dice do you want me to keep that roll or what is it yeah it i got a 13 but when i Tossed it. I have all my dice kind of set up on my keyboard, and I threw it into all of those because <laughs> I <I'm> parted.
0: <laughs> 13's fine. All um, right. with, with that, you you get you get the impression that this javelin would do extra damage. Um, it doesn't seem to, uh, have an attunement though. Huh. If looks over. Now that you're wielding that thing, um, what exactly do you use to attack from afar?
1: Feet, um, so I can get closer. Oh.
0: Okay. Um, maybe you should hold on to that.
1: Yeah. Considering
0: uh, everyone else has range capabilities.
2: I think I will.
1: Hmm. I'm going to spend the next hour or so looking at it, swinging it, kind of doing a throwing, not actually yeeting it, but doing a throwing <laughs> motion.
0: Alright, you guys continue your your well, trek as he's doing that.
3: While that was happening and Veyron was distracted, Thrym walked over to uh, Cax and just said, you look exhausted. Why don't you take a ride for a while and set him up on his shoulder?
4: I... Guess I don't have a say in it as you're, like, picking him up.
3: And then he's just gonna whisper to him very quietly right in his ear. I need to talk to Nyx and I don't want anybody else to hear.
4: Why, why don't you put Nyx on your shoulder and whisper in his ear?
3: That would be suspicious. <laughs>
4: I it's a special image.
3: Right. <laughs> you have the ability to talk to other people without being hurt.
4: My my bow does, but exactly. not really me. Oh, I n- I understand now. All right, what what do we want to talk about?
3: I want you to ask him how far he's willing to take this.
4: This is going to be the best game of telephone I've ever played in my life. Oh my god. Fuck. (laughs) Alright. So, Nyx, in your head, you hear Cax's voice. And he says... Hey Nix, it's it's Cax. Uh Rim wants to know how far you're willing to take this.
2: Really have to decide how Nix is going to interpret that. <laughs> uh Nix will just respond um in regards to what
4: Cax is gonna say to Thrym Nick says in regards to what?
3: A mask boy over here.
4: Cax is gonna respond. A masked boy.
2: I gave him my word that I would get him off this plane. We'll see where we go from there.
4: Nick says that he gave him a word to get him off a plane, and we'll see where we end up after that. (laughs) I hope it's not, like, a different plane other than where we were from.
3: But it might be. I'm just gonna think for a minute. And say he did promise to get Bjorn out of whatever, wherever Bjorn's in. So I think we should make that a priority. If we can force him to do that first, that'll prove something. Because I heard your conversation.
4: Fuck. That's a long message. There's a lot of (laughs) things for Jax to screw up there. (laughs) Alright. So... Axe is gonna relay. He said something about beep beep B- 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 and and getting him out. And it needs to be a priority. Man, you guys gotta get these bows.
2: <laughs> Next is just gonna say
3: yes. Yes. And the last thing I'm gonna whisper is I talked to Lacutis, dude's a dick.
4: The rim wants you to know about Lakutis' being a dick. Or Lacutus's dick. Or One of the two.
2: Is either of them looking at
3: Nyx? <laughs> oh me I, I'm i I'm like not like visibly staring at him I'm like staring ahead and then like glancing over every once in a while to try and not be conspicuous but like yeah
4: Cax is zero perception of being conspicuous and is looking at Nyx
2: <laughs> I'm not sure about Thrim, but Cax uh, Nyx isn't gonna say anything but because Cax is deadpan staring at Nyx He's gonna notice that Nick's kind of, you know, upon hearing the name Lucius, immediately just kind of straightens up, and his walking becomes more stiff.
4: It, I yeah. don't think I don't think Nick likes Lucius's dicks.
2: <laughs> Great. Now the super god has multiple penises. Wonderful.
3: Just, just tell him we'll talk later.
4: We'll, Nix, we'll, we'll talk to you later. The view from up here is amazing. There's a lot more lava than you could imagine about 20 feet over.
2: <laughs> Nix isn't going to answer that.
4: <laughs> Thrim, if we could s- sell lava, do you realize how much money we could make here? Who
2: are you saying that to?
4: To Thrim. I meant to say to Thrym. What?
3: How would you sell lava?
4: What would you keep it in?
3: Hey, Nix.
4: i going to use the bow to talk to Nix. Hey, Nix, what could you keep lava in?
2: <laughs> so I'm a little distracted by Matthew making intelligence rolls.
0: I didn't make any intelligence rolls.
2: Uh, okay, yeah. Hold They're on, on intelligence roll.
0: Oh, that was forever ago. Yeah, that was an accident a while ago. Yeah, that was an accident during combat. I clicked on the intellect thing like this when I went to go move the page.
2: Hmm. I'm sorry. What
4: was being said, Nix, What what could you what could you keep lava in, like to store it? Your mouth. Rim Nick says you could store lava in your mouth. So maybe if we had a big enough mouth, we could sell lava in mouthfuls.
3: In that case, we'd have to talk to uh, Veyron because Attila has a huge mouth. He does. Of course, I don't think he could live outside of the fire plane.
5: Oh.
0: And as you Oof. say that, you hear besi- like coming up after the conversation with Keith, Oh no, I've I've entertained that idea. He would be an invaluable ally, but I fear taking him out of the lava plane would not bode well for his health. Do you think we could sell lava out of his mouth, though? We could be rich. Where we're going, uh, they kind of use lava very commonplace around here.
4: No, not here. Don't sell it here. Transport it to the other planes.
3: I suppose you could. Uh...
4: It's just a thought.
3: Yeah. i just going to say, Veyron, is there anything you can keep lobbing inside someone's mouth?
0: I suppose a strong enough metal bucket or a bowl of obsidian, maybe? There you yeah. go, Cax. Get well, one of those and you well, can try. You could probably find a bowl of obsidian where we're headed,
5: Cax, but...
0: I How wouldn't recommend would... carrying that around. It would splash quite a bit. How much would someone pay for a bowl of <clears throat>
4: lava?
3: <laughs> I'm going to glance down at Locutus, uh at Lucius apparently, uh, at Veyron, and say, "Have you ever heard of a guy called Lucius?"
0: Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah,
3: I just One figured of... I'd ask.
0: One of your friends?
3: pain in the ass.
0: Oh. I know a lot of those. None by that name, unfortunately. Well. Well, We're just maybe a few hours out. Well, a lot of people know of me. That's not unusual.
3: Well, I just figured, like, you would want to know that someone else seems to know who you are. And, you know, just a friendly telling you some other dude seems to know who you are type deal.
0: Okay, well, I appreciate the heads up. If we come across this Locutus, I'll uh, be a little bit more wary. So you guys are moseying on. I'll take Cax that really as yes. really doesn't F- have
4: a say in the matter. <laughs> He's kind of riding on a shoulder.
0: Alright, so another... So that whole thing, you know, you, that was about midday that you found that. Um, at some point, Cax, you feel like your quiver got a little heavier. So you got your replenishment of things back, and and just as everyone's stomachs are beginning to rumble for like dinner esque, uh, Veyron points ahead, and d- now down this embankment, um, that that seems to go on for a mile and a half. Um, this amazingly impressive view is shown. the 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 yellow in the sky now gives way to A a settlement of sorts. Um, Ahead of you is a massive wall of a bronze-colored material that looks like it reaches up 100 feet high. Uh, Above it, and from your angle, you can see it kind of goes around in, like, an oval shape all around this city. And above it, it seems like there's, like, a blue shimmer, a shimmery bubble that goes over the top. Um... Inside you can kind of see are these like tall spires of corkscrewed, like almost like wizard towers of sorts, but they have like this interesting distinction of having like a bubbly top to them that kind of end in a point. Um and the towers themselves are kind of distorted because of the blue energy that kind of makes it like wobble a bit and shimmer. Um, and you guys actually notice about 200 yards ahead of you, it looks like you've actually come across, across a rough road that goes off to your west, and then now goes towards the city. So it kind of does like a, a 90 degree turn towards the city. It's right in front of you guys. And you actually notice there's a few different uh, colors and styles of afridi are traveling on this road. Uh, a couple of them, um, and of course, as you saw, With uh, your friend from the other day, they're they're very they're dressed in like very bare clothing, like just a couple of shawls around their bodies across the chest. Uh, The women have like these like almost like tank top kind of clothing to them. They all seem to kind of wear these like sashes around their belts that kind of dangle with ornaments. Um, A few of the 3 that you're seeing that are traveling, you guys have probably reached the road at this point and just kind of merged into it. Ah, uh, there are these large, like almost like horses. They're bipedal creatures, um, kind of like uh, reptile in a sense with scales. They have these little tiny like T. Rex forearms and these massive giant heads, and the the backs kind of smooth out. It looks like there's almost like a turtle shell on the back, and it looks like the Efridi are using these as like pack mules. They're using these to carry these giant bags. Or in a few, st- a few instances, you're noticing giant crates are tied to the back of these creatures. And every single one of these Afridi that you are coming across, either they're coming or going, they glance up at you, and they just look bored as hell. They, they aren't giving you a second glance. Like This is all pretty commonplace to them, you get the impression. Um, You guys seem to be, uh, I don't want to say funneled, but the road will go into a gate... At the bottom of this massive bronze wall. I'm sorry, like I would say copper. Copper color. Bronze and copper are definitely two different colors. Uh it looks like there are like a group of ten of at the gate with weapons. And occasionally they'll stop the occasional uh creature that you're seeing and ask to see like the insides. It looks like they're just doing like common like they're not doing every single one, but they're they're doing them occasionally. And you guys are are now kind of in a line to get in, to go into the city. Um, you're noticing the blue shimmer goes over the gate, too. Like, you almost... People are walking into the blue shimmer to go into the city. Um, so as time's going on, you're slowly getting to the front of this line as most of the people in front of you are traders with these creatures. And are be, some of them are being checked, some of them are waving high to the guards and being passed on. And you guys have maybe 20 seconds until... Uh, you guys are going to be up with the guards.
4: Seems like we've got about that long until Ethan falls asleep too.
1: <laughs> I've like I've listened to every word, but like I did the thing where you start you, falling, and I was like,
4: "Watch your head fall over!" You jolted yourself awake.
0: <laughs> One of these times, we were just going to see him go forward and hear a clunk. <laughs> That's the plan.
4: <laughs> Sorry, I had stupid. Nah, it's fine.
2: I'm the idiot who didn't get enough sleep.
4: Hey, uh, uh, fa Vay- it, is, is it are we gonna have problems trying to get into the city?
0: Do you, do you have anything illegal on you? I don't know what's legal here. No, I'm pretty sure nothing's illegal here, but they may what, be looking for something. What kind of a question is that? Uh, you've never heard of the city of Brass? I'm not from here. Well... Well, neither am I, but I know about it. You
4: also know a lot of things. You're a god.
0: From what I know, and he says it, like, out loud, the City of Brass is a a hub of sorts. Mm. They specialize in a a rather large bazaar, almost the size of the city. Mm. And pretty much anything in the realms that you could look for and other planes of existence could be found here if you took long enough. That's what I'm kind of hoping on in order to reach the Grand Sultan.
3: Out of curiosity, could you maybe find a blacksmith or a seamstress to try and attach teethling skin to armor? A little gristly, but I don't see why not. Interesting. Because people haven't seemed to like it the places I've been.
0: Are the other two doing anything before you get to the line? You guys got about 10 seconds.
1: I'm still walking around, holding my triant, kind of or javelin, kind of using it as a walking stick now. Okay. Just getting used to the feel of it. I want to know this thing inside and out.
0: As you get up to the, the front of the gate, uh... One of the one of the ones that you see, he has like a, like essentially like a turban on his head, and he has like a glowing gem right in the in the center of it, and he looks at each of you, and, and as he looks at you guys, like the gem like lights up a little bit, and when you're uh, everyone, roll me a perception check.
2: Seventeen.
4: Um, uh, thirteen.
0: Four. 19 uh, Nix and Cax you notice whenever they it seemed to look at a magic item the gem like light, lights up and he he just kind of looks at all of you and he's looking at different parts of your body and you're seeing you two are seeing the, the light up but they just flag you in they don't seem to be stopping you at all they just seem to be examining what you guys have great uh,
4: what are the odds that we get robbed here?
0: Oh, I wouldn't trust anyone you find in here, to be honest with you. Definitely keep all of your items very close to you. I'm staying on your shoulder. So, now that we're here, and, and as you guys go in, you're almost like elbow to elbow with people. Um, Out in front of you, Um, I'm sorry, as you guys go through that blue uh, barrier... Uh, you guys are actually greeted with like, like eighty degree temperatures. Like it's it's not humid. It's uh, it's considerably like more air conditioned than the rest. Uh, you guys get the impression it's probably because of the barrier. Um, you guys breathe a little bit lighter here, and uh, even Veyron like seems to kind of appreciate the climate inside. As you look down. Um, right right down the center of the street, and it almost looks like it goes on until you can't see any more. On um, both sides of the street, uh, essentially, it's this large, like, titanically big bazaar. And there are, are stands and people cooking food, and you can hear a blacksmith's hammers going, people hawking their goods. Um, you're also seeing a lot of different races here. You're actually seeing a few humans. You're seeing mostly a Freedy. Um, There are actually a couple of the Azers that you had fought uh, out in the open uh, lava ocean. Seem to be selling product as well. Um, And a few you really can't recognize. uh, Key, you actually noticed a few of the people that very openly have uh, ASMR features to them. Some of them just have wings just chilling out. Veyron leans over and beckons you guys over to have like a little tiny huddle. Listen, because of the power I drew off of you, call me a little paranoid, skeptical of the people here, but I might need to lay low for a bit. I'll let you know that the plan is to speak with the Grand Sultan. In order to do so, I need to find a gift. You can't just walk in there without a gift... Or they could literally cut your head off.
3: Out of curiosity, I'm going to reach into the bag of holding and pull out a mantis egg.
0: It is still whole.
3: (laughs) This is something they should have on this plane.
0: We could offer that. I'm thinking something more golden and sparkly. But that could be part of it, too. That is rather exotic. We, we we could bedazzle it. What do you, What exactly do you
3: mean? Like, put, I'm gonna pull out the platinum ring. On it. Would the platinum ring fit around it? Ah, uh,
0: no. I'd say the uh the the egg is probably the size of like a football. So the platinum so ring it, would.
3: It wouldn't fit around it to the middle, but would it, like sit on. It top would of sit it. on top of it, yeah. So I'm gonna take the platinum ring and set it on top of it. We're making a Faberge egg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe we can find some other things. You know, this this could have promise actually. Let's. uh we're gonna need a place to lay low. So maybe finding a place to stay for resting. And then going into the market, seeing what we can find. What do you think?
3: I like that. Idea. But before we leave, because this can't get stolen, Axe, mm-hmm. I'll give it back. But I need the cube. It cannot get stolen. You're going to be devastated if someone swipes it from you somehow.
4: I'll be devastated if I never get it back from the bag of holding either. But,
3: I will you know. give it back, I swear.
4: <laughs> Cax reluctantly reaches into his pocket and like, looks at the cube one last time, knowing he may never get it back and hands it over.
3: Derm <laughs> will put it in the bag of holding and then take the platinum ring off the top of the egg and hand it over to Cax. And say, this is Collateral.
4: I, I don't need that. I'm just going to sell it for money.
3: Okay, I'll keep that too then. But you will
4: get it back. Okay.
0: So you got... What do you get? What's uh? What's the order of business here?
3: Oh, we're looking for something shiny.
2: I believe first we're looking for an inn.
0: You see uh, Veyron kind of change a little bit where he's been kind of the leader of walking, he actually kind of seems to want to, like, blend in in the middle of all you guys. And when there's, a, when there's a position where he can kind of stand in the middle, he seems to, like, take the opportunity to kind of scooch into that spot.
1: I'm gonna try to do my best to stride, puff out my chest, and try to draw the attention off of Vayron. Okay.
3: So Seeing there trying to hide, I'll try and take the lead because what's better to hide behind?
0: So you see, uh, as you're kind of walking a little bit down, there's no road signs or nothing. This entire area just seems to be the buying and selling area. There are multiple roads that kind of go off to the sides every once in a while. Um, But none of it's really making a lot of sense to you guys. Having the vantage point that, that he does...
4: Axe is going to be on the lookout for anyone that he like, thinks might be shady. Um, people that are intentionally trying to to, or that are a little too obviously staying out of eyesight. People that might be peering around a corner or pushed up against a wall or intentionally trying to stay out of eyesight. Okay. That's what he's going to be looking around for. Sure,
0: yeah. Roll me a perception check. Absolutely. That would be a 23. 23. We'll so, some stealthy motherfuckers to stay away from cacks. Everything or everyone around you, all these different weird races that you know you wouldn't expect to mix, they all seem to be going along their way. Think, you know, like New Year's Eve on in freaking New York City. Like, it's so packed with people going about that at first you are disoriented like so many it's a fucking sea of people going left and right and all over the place people shouting over the din of the of the crowd trying to hawk their stuff um and so so far there's a couple people that you've noticed on like some of like the smaller side streets that are like leaning up against the corner and they're they're very obviously kind of scoping out people they're just people watching And you get the impression that it's, you know, they're being sneaky-deaky over there. Um, No one seems to be paying very much attention to them. Um, You do see the occasional 3D guard that are going about, and there's not too many of them, but most of the people here uh, seem to have weapons on them. That's another thing that your perception check gifted you, is everyone walking around has daggers or a bow or swords or giant axes, all the things. So... You, you get the impression this place is used to shady people, but just as many people uh, would be willing to fight them in the street if need be. Um, yeah, we... I'm just,
4: I'm just watching for anyone to, like, I'm just making sure no one gets too
3: close.
0: Sure. Yeah. No one's, no one's approaching you guys at all. No one's really giving you a, a sideward
3: glance or anything. Uh, are we near a stall of some sort?
0: There are stalls all around you.
3: All right. So I'm gonna turn to the closest stall and look at the guy running it and ask him is there a place I can get a drink and a room for the night
0: Uh you look over there is a fancy looking a 3d female at the stall that you're uh, speaking with and she like just kind of quizzically looks at you and she does like a little like motion like this
3: uh, I'll nod my head
0: and she she smiles like pretty excitedly that she seemed to have been able to communicate with you. She immediately starts uh fucking what's the language of the fucking I greedy? Ignan? I don't think it's Ignan. I should have had this information. Oh, it is Ignan. Okay. So in in Ignan, you you none of you have any idea, but you see her point down one of the larger, like, streets, not one of like the alleyways that you would kind of come across. She points down one of the nearby streets, and then she like so she's like facing the same direction as you, and then she like points to the left.
3: I'll like put my hands together and like, not really bow, but like, just give her like a thank you sign language thing.
0: Okay. And she does like this equally like, sort of like almost awkward like curtsy, even though she has like barely any clothes, and she still like gets her little skirt and
3: like lifts it up a little bit. So I'll start heading the way she told us to go.
0: Okay, I assume everyone's right behind Thrim. So as you go, um, there are a lot of... a lot more stalls down this road, not as many as the main street. You're assuming that's the main street with how crazy it is, and there's not nearly as many people walking up and down this road. Um, There are quite a few stalls, but you're also noticing, like, some signs above doorways, and one of them is written in common. And it's called the Curtain House.
3: Just gonna say, this look good to you guys?
1: Any place with the bed's better than a concave hole in the ground.
3: You came out of a hole in the ground.
1: Yes, but I had a coffin.
3: <laughs> Did you though?
1: Yes.
4: It was filled with fungus, but it was a coffin.
3: Fair enough. So I'll start walking inside that place.
0: Okay. And as you go in and 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 uh Cax is still on your shoulder, right? Oh
3: dear. Yeah, if because I know from this point from that if I have to duck down for him to get through the doorway, I will.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you you duck into the doorway. It, it looks like, you know, the doorway is pretty wide, but since Cax is a little bit higher above your head now, you you duck to not you know, give him a little guillotine decapitation from that. Um, as you go in, it's very dark and dingy inside. There's a couple, like, candles lighting the inside. Um, you smell, like, this almost, like, very strong floral incense. As you go in, there's, like, a little bit of, like, mist in the air from wherever this incense is being burned. Um, but on this counter is sitting a kobold. And the kobold looks over at the people coming in. He's missing one eye. It just seems to be a hole carved into this side of his face. And he is completely covered in red hair besides his scales. And he looks up. Oh, yes, come in, come in, C- curtain house. Yes.
3: Uh, I'm we have to look around and see who else is in the place.
0: There is no one here. The, the Curtain House! Like, the Curtain like... House! And he looks up and sees the kobold on his shoulder and he just points. He goes, Ha! It's almost like every shop owned by a kobold has no customers. <laughs> <laughs> come, come in, Curtain House! Come in, Curtain House! Does everybody else come inside? Yep. Close the door! Ugly riffraff out there! Go, go, go!
1: Is the sign spelled correctly?
0: The sign is spelled correctly. Uh. You get the impression that this kobold didn't craft this.
3: Do you have rooms here?
0: Yes, yes, many room. I I, I sell sleeps.
3: You can't take bed. The bed's not for sale. Well, I'm going to look them up and down. Chances are I couldn't fit on your beds anyway.
0: Uh,
1: no, I got big beds too.
0: Carton House has lots of customers. He looks like back and forth. <laughs> uh,
3: I can see that.
0: You don't. You come to Carton House. Don't go to Distant Cloud. Distant Cloud, they charge you way too much money. And then the female there, she, she, she take all your
3: money. Not good. Mm. How much is a room?
0: Uh, the thir- 30, thirty per person. Place down the street two hundred per person. No one can afford that here. No one. Well, most people can. That's why. Never mind.
1: I'm gonna look at Cax and say, you know, maybe I was a bit hard on you.
0: You
4: so. you, you were you were hard on for me.
0: What? <laughs> you know, what? What's your name? Me me? Yes. Uh, what, what's your name? My name's Rex. Oh. What's your name? Who named you? I, I don't know huh. I name myself maybe oh huh. that's interesting what, what what are you doing here never seen one of you here before
4: you,
0: wait what's your name I told you I told you my name
4: you're one of you're one of me we we are one in the
0: we, we're the same I'm the only one here you came next oh <laughs>
4: what's your I name feel like... I feel like as a person, I'm losing brain cells for making <laughs> <in> this conversation. <laughs> All right. My, my, my name's Kevin.
0: Yep, Kevin. Yeah. That's that sounds like human name. That's awful. Yeah, you should read. You should rename yourself. You should name yourself. Pex. Pex. Pe- Pex sounds good. That's a good kobold name. It's close to Rex. Yeah, it's close to Rex, see! I know what I'm talking about! I'll go by Is this, this, this is your master? This the one you serve? No, this is this is my friend. Oh, big friend. He probably, he, he probably keeps you safe, cuddles you like baby, yes?
4: Uh not normally.
0: Oh, okay. Can he carry me like a baby too?
3: Damn. <laughs> He has, like he, he, he has like a baby. He like
0: he waddles up to you and like holds his arms
4: up to you. <laughs> his other shoulder is a bad shoulder. It, this is his
0: only good shoulder. Well, you, you get off. Let me try. Okay, let me have a good shoulder.
3: <laughs> I'll grab Kevin. <laughs> Hex and move him over to my my bad shoulder. And when I place him down, I'll like pretend to sh- like stoop a little bit. So it looks like it's the bad shoulder, but I'm still okay. And then I'll lift him up and put him on the good shoulder.
0: But he sits down, he goes, oh, I am big kobold now. It's really dirty up here. Uh... Shit. No wonder people no come to Carton House. Anyway, twenty gold, everyone. Thank you very much. Can you put me down now? I'm a little afraid.
3: I'll uh, put him down.
0: Oh, thank you, good man. So, who, who, who's your master? He's talking Ma- to. He's talking to
4: Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that I went by Kevin now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we don't really have have a a, a master. We're, we... we we. Go
0: together like like friends wow so you got out too huh yes wow i'm happy for you happened to me a while ago i ended up here now i have my my place there used to be be these giant rats as big as me in here and then i i came in with a broom and i just kept hitting them and hitting them and and eventually like they stopped moving and then and then i ate them and then I, i just took this place
4: I I hope one day to own a store, too. As nice as this
0: establishment. If you work really, really hard, like Rex, you get place. You may have to kill some rats, though.
3: Well, they... I I do want you to know, normally, it's 100 gold for a shoulder ride. Oh, I gave you discount! Well, because I like you, I'll only charge you 50 or Wait, we can just stay here for free.
0: No, that don't that, that no good. That no good. I give you tips. I give you tips to survive in city. How about that? You still pay 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 20 gold per person.
3: Hmm. In that case, we pay 50 gold for everyone and we call it even. Really? Really?
0: Okay. all right, come over. I need to sign ledger. You need to all sign your names down, too, please. It goes in my scrapbook of all the people who have who have sit here. And he points over to like this piece of paper on the table and there's like four names.
3: Hey, I'll walk hey, over.
0: Hey Rex, how long have you been here? Uh I'm started to gr- my my red hair started turning gray.
3: And I'm going to write it in Yotin, so I'm using runes, but I'm going to spell out Reginald for no reason. As you're
0: writing it in in Yotin and you're essentially signing runes to it, his eyes glow, like grow. He's just like, whoa. (laughs) Can you sign their names like that too, please?
3: Sure. So I'll write down Pex. And then... Uh I'll just uh just write down random names like Don, Fred, and Rick.
0: It's all just <laughs> runes on the page. It's like here I show you I show you big you want bigger room or want little rooms?
3: Let let's stick to a big room.
0: Okay, okay. Come, 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 come. He like ushers you down and in the corner of them there's like a hallway to the back and there's there's one little room and one giant room and there's a little pot in the corner and inside the the big room there's about seven like beds and a couple of them are bunk beds and one of them looks like it could fit like a full-blown afridi so Thrim, you'll be like swimming in this bed it's like take seat we'll talk tips hot tips (laughs) Ha <laughs> get it. Rex make joke. Yep.
3: Well, do you have anything to drink?
0: Uh I dr- I drink water. You want some water?
3: No, like drink drink. Like... No.
0: No one drinks water here. Except me and some of the humans.
3: Like alcohol. No, water. Never mind. Okay.
0: Sorry. Anyway, sit down on beds. I tell you, I tell you tips. And Veyron just reluctantly, with like this like amused smile, just sits down on like the closest bed. Are there ladders up the bunk beds? There are not.
4: Hmm. Hey, can can you set me on on one of the tall beds? What? You, you just jump. You use legs, right?
0: Are your legs broken? I can't jump that high. I mean.
3: He's already off the ground as he's saying this, as I've placed him on. The- <laughs> I'm,
4: <laughs> I'm assuming I was already on your shoulder.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've ever left, so. No. <laughs> and then I pretend my bad shoulder is good again.
0: So, a couple different things. This is the City of Brass. He looks at all of you to, like, grasp that. Got it? Tip number one. This is called the City of Brass. Understand? Yeah. Number two. This is the Curtain House. Best place in the city. There's like a thousand other places to stay, but you chose this. Best one ever.
3: Yes? Yes? Maybe.
0: Okay, I'll take it. Number three. Do you guys have a writ? What? A writ. With your name on it? You didn't you didn't visit the Merchants Guild?
3: We signed our names downstairs. No, our no, no
0: no no, the sign name Merchants Guild. Magic piece of paper. What's it do? Well you guys aren't from City of Brass. No. Oh, Okay, um this one of they have all sorts of weird laws here. If you try to go down and trade down there, uh they they have every right to kill you if you don't have a writ. They take that very seriously here. If the if the city doesn't get a cut of the profits, uh, they 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 shut you down, uh, uh, permanently.
1: That is a good tip.
0: That's, that hot, a, that's a good tip. tip. I told you, good tip. Rex give a good tip. So you go, you pay, you usually pay money or you can do deed to 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 get writ, and then they like do some weird magic thing, and then they give you the piece of paper with magic on it. and then you go and you can trade and they won't kill you or cut off your hands or your feet or your tail. But some of you look like you have your tails cut off already, so I feel bad for you.
3: I'm just gonna, like mutter, but like not quietly. Fucking chores, in Elvish.
0: What did the big one say, Kevin? I
4: I don't know. I thought I I I, I thought you might know. Oh, I thought he's
0: niece. Maybe he's niece. Maybe. Does he getting sick? why don't want sick people in the Curtain House.
3: No, I'm just not used to this climate. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: it's kind of. I'm I'm kind of at home here though. You guys look like you're sweating though. It's a little warm. And Veyron, like, just watching this whole thing go down. So we need to get a writ in order to trade. That's what I said. Yep. Yep, yep. I don't suppose you'll do the trading for us, will you? What do you want, water? Do you want... What do you want? And he, like, winces at that and looks at everyone we will need to do this ourselves, I'm afraid. This is why we don't settle. Anyway. So the Merchant's Guild, are they... do they close? Are they open now? And he just nods, like, violently, yes. Alright, well. Unless you guys need to rest, I suppose maybe we should figure out what we need to do in order to trade here I'll I'm thinking of staying here to scout what do you guys think
1: how long has it been since our last rest
0: uh like just nine or ten hours that hasn't been too too long hmm.
3: just go get the fucking red where do we have to go Ah, uh,
0: big merchants guild biggest building in city
3: right where do we have to go
0: You got to go down the main street, you know, all the people and uh, and the scary giant people and the fire breathing people and the people with the wings and the people with hooves and the people with, uh, you know, legs. Yeah. People. Yeah. And you just keep going down the main road and there's the biggest building right at the end of the road. It's like a thousand miles.
3: Right. How long does it take to get there? Uh,
0: the thousand hours. I haven't been there in forever. I'm assuming
3: okay look i'll go down there does anybody want to come with me yes this guy hurts my head
0: yes Uh, you all need to be signing papers there you can't if you all want to trade trade well
3: that works for me our friend here won't trade because he's very tired
0: he doesn't look like much of a trader no offense None, none taken and he like smirks like he's just enjoying this awkward conversation
3: anybody that wants to trade can come with me anybody that doesn't can stay behind
4: Let the party
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it except for you Kevin, I mean Pex, sorry you're coming with me and I'm going to scoop oh. him off the bunk bed and put him back on my shoulder.
4: Absolutely. Do not leave me here. I want to trade. Yes. Wait, no.
0: I'll, I'll share my water with you. You want to stay? We could talk. I need to oh. trade. I need I need things. I. I sure? I, I
4: mean, I want to look it. at your tail. 100%. No, I have to buy do things. You sell, do you sell Don't your whole pay, tail? No, I have to hey. buy things.
3: Is your whole hey. tail there? He's our expert trader.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. They're smart to have you. Well, there's something... Alright. You have your whole tail, right? Yes. And he, like, grabs his own tail. You can tell that it's, like tipped. some of it has been, like, chopped off somehow. Alright, that's, that's pretty cool. That's all I wanted to know. Thank you. And he, like, awkwardly just leaves the room.
4: <laughs> Please never leave me alone with that thing.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's cheap, but do we want to stay here? On the, on the other hand, who's going to look for anybody here?
1: I think he's kind of fun.
4: I think he makes me look like as smart as Nyx.
1: Yeah, you're yeah. an alpha male now. Way to go.
4: <laughs> I don't like this feeling. Does Nyx look look as pained as Robin looks? <laughs> 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 okay.
2: Nix has been standing by the door watching this entire interaction. He never sat down. He just kind of watched this whole
1: thing unfold. Just resisting the psychic damage. (laughs) Pretty much.
3: Dix, are we staying here? We're leaving. Unless you
2: mean, are we bunking here? Yes, we should bunk here. It's under the radar. No one will think to look here. But we need to head to the Traitor's Guild as soon as possible. Alright.
0: So we are sticking with this dressing up of the egg idea?
2: We'll see what we come
1: across in the bazaar. Of course we find a little throne for it as well.
0: If we are going with that idea, we will need to find things to dress it up. I will leave that... Up to you. We can, or we can all go together when you come back.
3: Well, he said everybody needed to be on the rent to trade.
0: That's true. Or I could stay behind. Maybe give, this will give me an opportunity to, to figure out what we can use to dress it up with.
1: X, you can whisper communicate with a uh, Lord Vayron, couldn't you? So he could. Stay behind or follow us at a distance, while uh, you know, we say, "Hey, how about this? How about this?" Because he would know the most about what would be appropriate for the Sultan.
0: You need to I mean, really dress that egg up if we're gonna present that.
4: I mean, it... what what is what is trading?
1: What if we like, hatched just
4: it? Cause, just because he's. He's there doesn't mean that he's trading. Like, he just could be shopping. Like, window shopping, but there's no windows there stall.
0: Look, I don't, I, I don't know about you, gentlemen, but I get the impression they take these laws very seriously here. I doubt we want to play around with that, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Let, let's not throw lives around hoping for a technicality in the rules.
3: Are we better off finding something here to trade in or using this egg because I'd rather not get rid of it
1: we hatch the egg I feel like well, a live a live creature is more it would be a better uh, call than a uh, egg
3: well, I've had it for a little bit and it doesn't seem to want to hatch Mr. Bayron Lord Bayron what do you know about this egg can we hatch it
0: I don't really have that kind of touch, but I feel like if it could have hatched, wouldn't have done it by now. I say we just find something to give to the Sultan. Like, that that seems like the best bet. Well, that was the original plan before the egg came up. Something... Uh, let's,
4: let's not try to give a Sultan an egg when our heads could come off if it's not an appropriate gift.
3: Well, would it be a better gift to give him something exotic he's never seen or something we just bought?
0: Depends
4: as on how nice thing you
3: it.
0: As long as it looks expensive and looks flashy, I think that would get us in to see him.
1: I don't think tribute gifts are gifts from the heart.
3: Can we dress the egg up cheaper?
0: I would assume so. We have the base right there. We would just need to find the material to gussy it up a little.
2: No matter what, we're buying our way into the palace just with extra steps. It doesn't matter what we present or how we get to it. We need to get to the Merchant's Guild, get this writ, and then we'll go into the bazaar and see if we can find something to either gussy up your obviously dead egg, or we find something prettier. Yeah, we, could gussy up, we could gussy up Kevin For all I care I <laughs> Please want don't off give of me to a Sultan I want off of this plane
3: Let's start with just getting a writ. Yeah Fucking writ, dude
4: I don't want to be given away to a Sultan
2: <laughs> If I run into Clancy again
4: I will not hesitate to kill him
1: Tell me about it I think he's it's fun I like the little ball of energy
2: then you play with him. I could do that.
4: Who's Clancy?
2: Thrym and I have been here before, having to do chores to get a writ. Just to have permission to do what we need to do. And the last time we ran into a
3: necromancer named Clancy. Something tells me tearing out the door frame of this place would not be a good idea. I'm I'm, still going to want to do it, though.
2: I wouldn't suggest it. Not when we're surrounded by creatures who have
5: evolved or been designed to kill.
3: Just go get the fucking... and Get get the fuck out of here.
1: Alright, let's go. And I turn and I head towards the door.
0: You guys all follow suit. I was standing right next to the
2: door, so yeah.
4: Cool. I don't have a choice. I'm on Thrim's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take fall damage if I decide to stay. <laughs> Alright, so you,
3: you guys leave. Remember,
2: you're tanky. You can take the fall.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> right on my face. So you you guys, uh, duck some doorways.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Kevin appreciates that. He's a little- Hey, we'll talk about tails when you get back, okay? Yes. And as you walk out the door, Hey, do they have tails too? And as you guys just keep going. (laughs) I've never asked.
1: I I yell as I leave. I got four.
4: Whoa!
0: (laughs) As you guys uh, walk outside, um, you notice this like six by three column of troops. That seem to walk by. All of them are Afridi. All of them are actually donning uh, what looks to be bronze or copper copper armor, with like these vicious-looking weapons that are on fire, and they're just marching with one Afridi in front of them to kind of guide them. And the, the people on the edges of this column are kind of just looking all around. Looks like they're on a patrol. Um, they go by you, They all the ones on your edge glance at you, but they don't even give you a second glance at all, and they just keep walking, and you guys end up walking behind them, and you're noticing no one's reacting to them, and it just seems to be another part of this massive trading city is just like squadrons of frickin' Efreeti the with these huge intimidating weapons uh, patrolling by in, in, in groups uh, that large. Um, so following uh, Rex's directions, you go back to the central street, and way at the end, right pretty much wh- where your vision would kind of start fading, you're noticing there's an end to the road about, it, had to, it has to be like maybe seven miles ahead, but it looks like there's a giant building at the end of this long road. So you guys take the time and time, you guys are now in front of this giant building with two large towers on the sides and it looks like it's made out of like a bronze uh doorway for you to travel inside and from the outside it's too dark from out here to really see what's on the inside
1: well i'm gonna keep striding in we're here to get a writ and get out sure
0: so you guys all travel inside there is a like a little desk and behind it is a human female with glowing red eyes and like fiery hair that kind of like just kind of gives off a little bit of a flame and she looks over at all of you ah oh, you wish to trade
1: we do but we heard we require a writ
0: Ah uh, yes uh, please take a seat and she points over and there's like chairs of all shapes and sizes in like a line and you see a couple other people who are there too. She goes, the next available person will be with you.
1: Oh, well, time to sit back and kick up the feet. I'll bring a second chair designed for much smaller people, it's kinda of like a footrest.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, DM, did you just slap us in the DMV?
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What DMV has a human woman with fiery hair and red eyes, dude? I don't know what DMV that, sounds like that is. All the DMVs are DMV. all
3: evil. That sounds like every single DMV ever.
0: Dude, I need to go to your guys' DMVs.
1: Is this is this evil, fiery red hair and red eyes, or is dude, this she didn't look like...
0: evil? She seemed pretty, uh, pretty pleasant to deal with. What oh, you're
1: saying
0: oh, okay, is hot DMV. She's she's super hot, guys.
1: Alright, Cax is
4: hopping off the shoulder, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> I mean, you are feeling pretty alpha after seeing that other one. Now is the time, Cax, you got the confidence.
0: Yeah. So, after after, after a little while, I, I'm assuming you're all sitting, or? I'm staying on the rim shoulder. Okay. <laughs> after a while, a couple of the other people, the couple of freedies. It looks like a a lizard lizard folk. A group of them are sitting together, and they get uh, called by the lady in the front. And about ten minutes later goes by, and she like shouts to you and like beckons you over. You all go over, and she goes that one over there. And she points, and there's a very large Freedy male. And he is much bigger than all the other ones you've seen outside. And he's wearing these, like, Brightly colored, covered, brightly colored, like robes all over his body, and they swirl into all these multicolored rainbow formations. And the guy looks exhausted, and he just barely looks like he's living. And he goes, "Come with me, come with me," and he just slowly walks, like at the speed of like ten, back over. Takes about a couple minutes, and he brings you over to a cubicle, essentially. And you see a whole bunch of other cubicles in this room and there's a Freedy uh, speaking with people inside of them. And the larger Freedy slams down. He has a a very large stone desk and a little small rectangular stone that's facing away from the desk. And on it, it spells out Len, L-E-N. And he like beckons in front of him. And there are two chairs in front of the desk. Pick one. Okay.
4: Is Vayron with us? No. 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 Okay. I just I just wanted to double check that.
3: I remain standing. I'm gonna like elbow Nix. What? You're better at talking than me.
2: Fine. Let's all take a seat.
0: Okay. As you guys sit down, like these, like wooden chairs, like er, they have like this squeaky aspect to them that you can tell they've been around for a while. They feel rickety as hell, like they're about to collapse on you at any moment. And he just leans over his desk and kind of puts his arms up on it. Uh, so you hit her for a writ of trade? Uh, yeah. That's right. You've never been here before, have you?
1: not once
0: most people come this is hub of resources people come from different planes of elemental people come from prime material plane usually set up stalls and trade in very large quantities they make very big profits and city gets a cut of it in the form of small tax Uh, unfortunately buying and selling even in small quantities require writ essentially attaches to your being while you are here i'm not sure if anyone told you but the punishment could be imprisonment or death without writ
1: we we got a vivid description of the of the punishment
0: good excellent uh, a lot of people come in uh missing limbs or they've actually just left prison after 150 years So, good you all seem pretty safe and secure here, so that is good. Now, 10,000 gold pieces, non-negotiable.
2: We were told we may be able to offer our services in exchange for the writ.
0: That is true. Uh, i warning you, a lot of times uh, people don't come back from that.
2: Well, I can tell you we don't have 10,000 gold to pay for it, so we might as well take our chances.
0: Very well. Uh, I'll, br- I'll bring you to the procurement chamber. Let's see. And he's talking as he's walking with you. There's a lot of different trade. Sometimes the merchants will miss their cargo or freight and they will pay us to try, attempt to get it back. Normally the sultans Soldiers will volunteer for services like this, but a couple of them can't really be done like that. Come in, come in. He brings you over outside of the cubicle areas, and he brings you into this, like, spherical chamber. And there's nothing in it at all. It's all just, like, the brickwork that's from the outside. And it doesn't go anywhere. But there seems to be a, a creature in front of you, a tall, glowing red creature... Kind of slithers towards you. It has a humanoid torso. Heads and arms are combined into a snake-like body, and the rest of it is completely like a snake. And it looks at you, and cocks its head. And Len walks over. They're looking to uh, get the writ of trade. Uh, do you have anything for them? And the creature like nods his head. Just come, come. Come this way, come this way. And he points over to the center of the room. Okay. Thank you, Len. My name is Engel. I will have you know this is now a formal contract with the city of Brass, mainly for the Grand Sultan. We have something that he's been doing. It's, It's been a few days, but the task we need isn't really sorted for the people who live here to say there has been a shipment of rare metals being shipped across a distant ocean and before it could reach the portal bound to the city it was attack and presumed scuttled problem is uh, being as of fire don't exactly do well in water what I would ask you to do is travel there I'll provide means of doing that Find the crates of metals and attach a beacon to it. Such devices are rare and extremely valuable. Not returning one of the beacons will result in the the Sultan's own striders to seek you out and take it off your corpses. Do you all understand the agreement you're getting yourselves into?
2: So our options are death or death.
0: Well, if you do it right, no death. And usually... Not only will we give you the writ, but usually there's a little bit of commission involved.
1: Alright, seems like a fair deal. Oh, sure. So she what? Yeah,
0: Engel like slithers over to a little table in the corner and pulls out uh, a red jewel that is set in a golden piece. Uh, It also has a golden chain. It almost essentially looks like an amulet of sorts. And Engel explains that uh, When you wear this Whoever touches The Red Jewel Will have about five seconds Before it activates The shipment is to be touched And others, pointing to all of you Needing to be teleported, need to be touching The wearer as well In order to be teleported I will provide a portal to the location Odds are it's at the bottom Of the water I will provide you all with the ability, if you do not have it, to breathe water, so you won't have to worry about that. The rest will be up to you. Any questions?
2: Many questions, but I believe we don't have time for them.
0: Yeah, no. Indeed, this this metal is bound for the Golden Palace itself. So he walks around and... Uh, takes out from like underneath his like robes that he has on his body, he pulls out these little tinctures and says, imbibe these now, you'll have a full day of water breathing. Certainly better than the one I have. So does everyone take a sippy sip?
2: Yep. No, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, what does yeah. it
2: taste like?
0: It tastes bitter. Um I don't think Nyx has ever tasted seaweed but it definitely has like a seaweed taste to it. You've almost gotten a whiff of it in Neverwinter when you guys have gone to uh, to, uh, to go see uh, Proprietor Juritan. Like you've gotten the whiff of the ocean and sometimes you get a little bit of like a, a weird stench occasionally from like low tide. It kind of has a gritty taste. And with that Engo says, any preparations you need? Or do we go now?
2: I think we have everything we need.
0: Excellent. Beacon, bring it back to me, or you die. Got it. Go. And he claps his hands together and then projects outward, and underneath all of you, this giant swirling portal appears underneath you, and all of you just plummet into it. And almost immediately, uh, you come back out of the portal. It's just like a blink, and you're back out. And you plummet into warm, salty water. Uh, you got all of you sink a few feet before surfacing back up to look around. Uh, there is nothing around you, but very, very still water. Above you, uh, a purple sky looms above you. There are two moons in the sky, one with an orange tint of color to it. The other with gray coloring, with glowing star-like lights that are glowing on the surface of this moon. No land masses around you are seen. There are no other movements. You guys are in some unknown ocean of mystery. And that's where we will leave tonight's session.